What's up, everyone? And welcome to episode 15 of the reunion of Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast. I am your host, Kairosis, and joining me once again today, I have my incredible co-host, Viz. How are you doing, Viz? I'm good, as always. Just I feel a little bit exhausted today, but it should be fine. How about you? I'm doing good. Um, I also feel the same. I'm a little burnt out. <laughs> oh boy. And uh, but you know, it, the weather's been really beautiful here, and I've been trying to get outside a little bit more and enjoy that and do some stuff around the house. And yeah, just uh, just trying to enjoy my time, you know, at home during this whole pandemic, and also being super busy with a podcast and other projects that I'm working on right now, and working from home as well. So it's taking up a lot of my time, but um, I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) I am super excited, though, to finally get to record part three of our our complete spoiler cast for this game. Um, It's been a long time coming, Mm -hmm. we, we know, and we, you know, talked a lot about a lot of the other aspects about the game. But today we are finally going to be talking about that crazy ending to this game and uh we'll be going in depth with about the ending and the plots the secrets theories predictions and all of that incredible stuff that obviously you guys have been waiting so long to hear about so we can't wait to share that with you but before we do that i just want to let you guys know who viz is so viz is the creator of the cosmo canon observatory youtube channel you do amazing analysis videos on all of the you know amazing media that we get from the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And if you guys did not do so yet, you should definitely go and uh, like and subscribe and just join his incredible community because honestly... I mean, what else are you guys doing anyway? If you haven't liked his stuff or checked, uh, you know, the uh, Cosmo Canyon Observatory out yet, I, you really have to. It's a great community, and if you love, you know, this game as much as we both do, it's a great opportunity for you guys to meet some other people in the community. And if you're feeling disconnected, to communicate with other people who love this game and who are just as big, you know, fans about this game as we are. All right, so like I said, we are going to be talking about the ending of this game. We are going to be going into detail about you know, theories and our predictions for where the story might go in future installments of this game. And we are starting with that right now. All right, so I'm just going to give my opinions about the ending and uh, basically go into a little bit more detail of my opinions, I guess, about the ending and maybe, you know, my theories that I have kind of, you know, boiling here in in my head if that makes sense (laughs) over the past like how many weeks that you know we've had since we've finished playing this game and you know haven't had a chance to kind of talk uh with you viz about it yet but um so first of all that ending was insane so oh boy (laughs) oh boy i had when i was finally finished playing i kind of had to stop and walk away from it and really I mean, it took maybe about two weeks before I was really trying, you know, until I really kind of wrapped my brain around or my mind around everything that happened. And I was trying to kind of piece it together because I think that what was happening was they were sprinkling a lot of these story elements kind of hinting at this kind of ending, I think, throughout the whole game. And I just I don't think that I was that I really uh 
realize that <laughs> until after I the game ended and then I kind of started my second replay uh, on hard mode. And also I researched online a bunch of, um, you know, theories and everything, trying to figure out basically what happened at the end. And then I had a better understanding, I think, what happened. But then there were things that you know, that I found that I think were sprinkled through the game throughout the whole time. And I, I didn't really grab onto those things. I don't know why. I, I think I was just so focused on just like enjoying the game and kind of, I think like my, my nostalgia glasses were just like really thick. <laughs> yeah. And like, I just wasn't getting like, I don't know, the hints at like, you know, the Sephiroth and how, the different versions of Sephiroth and how, you know, this Sephiroth isn't a Sephiroth that we know from the original kind of thing and potentially, you know, the time travel and everything going on. But I don't think that I was, I was just kind of trying to figure out like, oh, okay, so they changed it so that he appears at the beginning because, you know, and then after I watched that, like the whole Max Dude Easy Allies video, I was like, oh my God. It was like this light bulb just went off inside of my brain and I'm like, oh my God, this is the, I can see like where they're coming from. You know, if you guys didn't watch that video yet, it's three hour long video. But honestly, if you've been listening to us, like three (laughs) three hours is nothing. Like you guys, after listening to us, you're fine. Just go watch that. If you haven't watched it yet, the Easy Allies Max Dude spoiler cast video that they did three hours deep dive into the theories um and you'll know what i'm talking about but um yeah i don't know i just feel i just feel more complete now (laughs) that i did all of the research and i've kind of come back to the game and i did start like i said another playthrough um I'm going to restart probably again because I stopped at chapter three or chapter four, I forget. And I haven't played it for a few weeks now because I've been so busy doing other things as well. So um, I need to go back to it, kind of restart it again. But um, yeah, anyway, I just feel like after watching that video and then also I read the white black um, live stream extra chapters that were translated, I guess, that like on the live stream.net um, from on the way to the smile, right on, on the way to a smile. Sorry. That also gave a lot of hints about the story about this game, like the ending basically, because I loved everything in this game. Honestly, I think this is like the, my most favorite game that I've played um, in a long time. JRPG slash RPG wise. It's, and and other genres as well but you know this is a jrpg so if i'm thinking about other rpgs that i've played and jrpgs that i've played this is the best one that i've played in a long time in a very long time and i didn't mind that the ending was like what the hell i i didn't care like i and i didn't care that they changed things i loved that like a lot of people didn't enjoy that um, and they don't enjoy having to go on the internet and research, you know, theories and other things about trying to understand what happens in a game. Like, I don't care. I, I love that. I love doing that about whatever video games that this happens to where they, they don't give you everything right away. And we know this is like the first part of probably mul- multiple other parts. Um, we don't know how many, but 
I'm hoping that, you know, we'll get more about this stuff in the future installments. And then we'll kind of look back and be like, oh, look, we were right about this or that. Or, oh, we were totally off base when we finally have the complete, you know, collection of all the parts and the stories done and everything. But I'm fine with that. I that's something that I actually love about video games when it's not everything isn't spelled out for you and isn't just delivered on a silver platter and everything's just tied up in the end, you know, and then everything's just resolved and then you can feel good and then you kind of move on. Yeah, I completely agree. This is um, <clears throat> being spoon fed. Everything is just not stimulating mm-hmm. enough for me. That's like um, a lot. Sorry. A lot of movies now are very much like that as well. Like, I'm so sorry. I, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but the new Star Wars movies, you know, are very much like. Um, it's like the story elements are. They, they don't really take it, a, 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 take a, um, a stance, you know, like it's very much like, oh, they kind of gave us a lot of new characters and they didn't pay off in the end and they kind of gave us some I'm trying to think of the words like like not controversial but like just to kind of give us a message you know like as viewers when we're watching it like take a stance on something and then stick with that as a creator you know or as an artwork but they felt the need to kind of just not choose a side or not and then stick with it it was very much like you know wishy-washy and then in the end you're kind of left like you don't know how you feel but also you just feel like you saw a lot of amazing explosions but for me like when i watched i watched them all i didn't feel anything like how i felt when i watched the originals and i didn't feel i don't know i just didn't feel anything like when i was watching those movies Yet they seemed to to just go through the motions and sh- show you the events and the dialogue and the, the effects, but the substance was a little bit lacking. I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah, and and this this was not that. This nope. was very much. And I know this is a video game. I know I'm comparing like Star Wars movies to a video game, but this was a story, right? Like it's a JRPG. We're getting a story in video game format, basically. And yes, it's, you know, we've got like combat and everything. This game has cut scenes and I just felt something when I played this game. And I loved that. And I love that the developers took a stance and they were like, no, we're adding the whispers. And it's kind of like this super meta game element where it's... <laughs> all of the people who are fans of the original that it's kind of like a representation of those people who love the original but don't want didn't they wanted a one-to-one remake for me that's how i interpreted the whispers they every time that they tried like the story was deviating from the original they showed up in the game you know Mm. and that's a super clever way to kind of (laughs) like a super meta way to be able to kind of change things if they want you know but also update the story and and kind of also change it in a way that still respects the original but also like changes it for new fans so that new people can access the story if they want to and also it's like it's not holding it back you know what i mean to Mm -hmm. kind of push it like forward and give the developers the freedom to kind of 
explore where the story might go in the future installments, you know? And I'm okay with that. And I was listening to another podcast. Somebody said they hated that and they said it was a cop out and it's just not a clever way at all as a writer. Everybody has their own opinions. I, you know, I can understand where that person's coming from, but I thought this was super cool and it's super ballsy. It is so ballsy of Square Enix to do that to their own story. You know? Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) You know what I mean? I just thought it was ballsy. I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, what? (laughs) Like, what? That's what they're doing to their game? This is like their pride and joy, like, golden game. I mean, yes, the other Final Fantasy games were super successful as well. But this is like, what? And they did that? I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm liking where Square is taking this. Can they successfully tell this entire story from beginning to end, like, successfully? I don't know. But based on what we played and what we got in this game, I'm confident in them uh, to deliver. I think it might be a little batshit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, we've got Nomura, like, on here, you know? Like, I mean, you play Kingdom Hearts, some of that shit's like, what is happening? Uh, I'm not a big Kingdom Hearts fan, and I haven't played all the games in that series. But from I've, what I've heard of other people talking about those games, it's kind of like what you know what I mean. It's but very complicated. It goes, yeah, yeah. Like, but this, I honestly think that the story is going to continue the way that we know and and how we love the story. But I think they're going to play with it a little bit more. Oh, for and sure. Also, yeah. like they. They, they gave us what we wanted because they gave us a pretty close, like, one-to-one remake of the original. They gave us all the nostalgia, but they also still rewrote history and kind of gave us, like, this... We, we don't know where, it's gonna, where the story's going to go. I just think that's so insane. Anyway... I jumped around a lot of it, a lot of different points and I did not go in sequential order of all the notes I've wrote on this document, but doesn't matter. Anyway, so so what do you think? You you talk for a bit because I just talk for a lot. <laughs> well, it depends on what I should talk about because if you, if I talk <laughs> about uh, the ending and my interpretation and the theories and explain things then we'll you, you need to strap in, guys. You need to strap in. <laughs> so I probably should just uh, talk about like uh, how I experienced it, yeah. Yes, I was going to just yeah. say, just, like, just give us like your general thoughts, yeah. yeah. Like an overall... <clears throat> overall opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Yeah, I already said something in the last, or the, the one before episode mm-hmm. of the podcast that at first it was like you, like, what? the hell is happening here? what's <laughs> happening here then i was like confused and said oh, i kind of don't like this it's it's an extreme deviation from everything we've been before and uh kingdom hearts advent children combined uh building slicing jumping all around uh mm-hmm. i don't know but in the end when i went back to certain scenes rewatched the scenes uh thought about everything and how everything connects and then finally after kind of building 
a picture in my head of the whole thing. I started uh, listening to other podcasts and other other people's mm -hmm. opinions and uh, theories, and then a few holes I still had in my theories were filled, and I understood a few uh, slight things better. Yeah. And now, after all this, after all this research and thinking about it even more and making notes and making notes again and again and again, <laughs> because I kept uh, changing a few things, talking to other people, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's starting to, to become uh, something really interesting. Of course, mm -hmm. it's something that not everyone will like. De mm -hmm. depending on what they want out of Final Fantasy VII, the remake, and what they want yes. about, uh, from the story and how attached they are to the story and how they are attached yeah. to the original themes and and uh, main points or main messages. Yep. Because if if you keep keep it at that or if you keep being attached to those important things uh, of the original and what Hironobu Sakaguchi uh, had planned for the Final Fantasy games and his vision for the Final Fantasy games, then you probably won't like uh, this new direction because it's kind of uh, a departure for from some themes and some uh, ideas, some division. Uh, but yeah, in the end, Final Fantasy is over 30 years old. Final mm -hmm. Fantasy VII is over 20 years old. And... In my opinion, you can't just stick to the letter to everything that's been before. That's uh, especially because the original is still there. There's a PS4 version. It's not perfect. There are still flaws in there, but it's still a, a version that's perfectly accessible. The PS5 will be backwards compatible. It will still be there. There's still a PC version, a Steam version that's been modded to hell and back. Really great mods. Uh, the new threat mod is, is uh, really good. Then there's the Echo S mod that's still in development, which adds voice acting, new side quests and whatnot. So it's, the original won't go away anytime soon. And if there's a PC version of the remake, there will be mods to no end as well. So yeah, if, you, if you want a Final Fantasy VII that is devoid of all the new stuff, the whispers and the ending, like the second half of Chapter 18, you'll probably get it. Yeah, for sure, because probably. people will mod the, mod the game however they want, and then it's free game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Only if, you, if you're like hell-bent on, no, I want from Square Enix a full game that's tailored to my expectations, but this just won't happen anymore. It's, it's a bummer in some respects, I get it, but in the end, showing a little bit of more, more openness is always good to be able to enjoy new works, new takes and stories. Of course, if they completely botch it, like almost mm -hmm. objectively completely botch it and uh, don't stay true to the characters, don't stay true to like the main, main chain of events and yeah. change all the enemies and stuff, okay, then, then must say, no, this is just not Final Fantasy anymore. This is crap. But when you look at it, all the main events are there. They went so much more in-depth. They went all mm -hmm. out in everything. See Wall Market, <laughs> for example. They did. And... All the enemies, well, almost all the enemies are still there, intact. The goofy designs, the Hell House, <laughs> for, for heaven's Seriously. sake, is still there. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's not just an enemy. It's really, really feel the, the love that's been poured in that. But I've talked about this in the, in the last few episodes yeah. too. But 
and also the, the characters they nailed the characters like mm-hmm. i i think i like the characters now even more because all the nuances are there and all the the uh yeah like the quirks they have and their their um good sides and the bad sides and it's yeah. it's so much more nuanced and so much more uh subtle and more interesting and layered so in that respect i must say 95% of this game is almost perfect well let's let's mm-hmm. say 90% 5% is well all the gripes we have with the the gameplay stuff is things that need yeah. to uh, be polished for next game and maybe but some that's some, so small yeah like it's it's comparatively are... small yeah definitely and some side quests that were exactly. underwhelming not crap but underwhelming and the rest is the the rest of the, of those 100% uh, the last 5% is this completely new thing they shoved in there like the whispers and the mm-hmm. The, the other Sephiroth and the new battle at the end and this whole uh, realm of the Whispers, I think the Singularity it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you like it, perfect. If you don't like it, well, perfect too. It's, uh, you do you. <laughs> they're not, the thing is, is that like they're not actually changing the story not of really, the original yeah. Because no. the events in the original, original game still happened and are yep. still canon because now what they've done is they've actually preserved that. Mm-hmm. Because in this game now, pretty much we know that it's Sephiroth in the future time traveling and trying to change the events that happened and like we said, the Whispers are trying to preserve everything that happened in the original. The original has actually happened mm-hmm, it did, through yeah. a, this timeline. Like it has happened. Everything in that timeline is preserved. Nothing is changed. This game started out like the original game as, yes, it's kind of like the same timeline, but it's not. Because now that timeline's been changed and this is its own separate timeline. So it's like they haven't really, you know, people that didn't like it, they haven't changed the story. Like the original story is still intact and has happened. Mm. But this is uh, another version of Sephiroth that is tampering with the timelines and trying to do something and we're going to talk a little bit about this later and now you know they're free to explore where they want to take the story in the future even though there was an article that was released was it kataze that said that like the this story events are still going to play out like the Mm -hmm. original anyway in the future parts so they're not going to really deviate from that so i mean you know it depends on if you were open to receiving something different than what you know. And they were really open about what we were getting from the beginning. But I can understand if you weren't up to date on that because you didn't follow any of the media releases. You don't, you didn't watch any YouTube videos. You didn't watch any trailers. You have no idea. You just saw that, you know, the game cover and you're like, oh, sweet, I'm going to pick this up. You know, but. But even then, wouldn't you be more open to it because because you didn't care as much to kind of like 
research it and educate yourself, I guess? Like, wouldn't you be more open to be like, oh, okay, this is different from what I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, I Mm. see, like, really hardcore fans of the game who have been, like, combing through all the information online who know, who knew that we weren't getting an exact copy. I mean, like, that came out years and years and years and years ago. You know, so... But I understand it's not what people wanted, but the timeline still preserved. Like they preserved the timeline of the original. It's canon. Or let's say the timelines, because yes. I just realized this before, because in the, in, the original, in the original you had so many choices and some had real impact, like the different dates in the gold exactly. saucer and mm-hmm. some other minor things like uh, different, different dialogue. And if if you're being pedantic, or if we're being pedantic, those are kind of different timelines. It's still the main, the main flow of the the whole destiny, planets, will, preordained crap, whatever is still there. But there are minor mm-hmm. deviations all, the, all along the way. And still in the exactly. remake too, there are, we can get different dresses, which which also have different. Uh, scenes or different versions of the scenes. You have a diff- a two different chain of side quests in Wall Market. One g- given from Madame M, one from uh, uh, Chocobo Sam. This is also mm-hmm. different, can be different. Um, the resolution scene at the start of Chapter 14 is also different uh, depending on which character you preferred, kind of, implicitly by do- doing or not doing side quests. So even that, those can be like slight deviations, slight variations of the same timeline, like side timeline, so to speak. And well, we get to that later, but sex scene is also something like that mm-hmm. and also completely new timeline. But mm-hmm. we get, we'll get to that. So it's in, in the end, if you're really thinking it through, multiple timelines already existed, kind of. They were just part of the, of the story, part of the plot. Nothing. Yeah. They were just there. Well, you could argue. Well, isn't that uh, the the case in all JRPGs or role playing games where you have choices? Well, yeah, yeah, it's there. Now they're just doing something with it. <laughs> Whether you yeah. like it or not, that's a whole different story. But it's still, yeah, it's that's not, the thing. Yeah, it's like when you play other role playing games and you make a choice. That's just that's that's. <laughs> It's just like real life. You make mm-hmm. a choice. Yeah. You only have one life. You can't experience what would happen if you choose the other thing. No, you can't. <laughs> Unless you get reincarnated as the same person and live through your life a second time. And at that point, yeah. you choose a different thing instead. Like, kind of Groundhog Day. Exactly. But why do you think we, we're going back and replaying it and choosing different things to see what happens? Yeah. on our second playthrough or whatever like it's creating a second timeline <laughs> pretty much yeah. you know and i think it's brilliant i i like after that i let i left and actually read stuff and tried to piece this together inside of my brain then i was like you know what it was actually i thought it was really smart um of them to do obviously there are issues with doing this especially mm-hmm. with time travel and oh, timelines yeah. can be very uh, hard to understand yeah. and convoluted yeah. as and well, right? And contradicting if you're not paying yes. attention enough by creating those. Exactly. Uh, paradoxes um, and whatnot. Yeah, I wrote that. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but 
Like, I respect what they did with it, and the original timeline is intact still, and it has mm. happened beat by beat. And now we've got... This is kind of a glimpse into an alternate timeline, basically. Mm. And I think their answer to that was... Like, have any, ha- having any issues with having an alternate timeline were the whispers, right? Because that was their, their reasoning for them, because they're arbiters of fate. Mm-hmm. They're trying to preserve fate in, from the original timeline. And every time something deviated from that, they sh- kind of showed up to preserve it. And in the end, they were destroyed. So mm-hmm. pretty much anything can happen now. Yeah. The thing is, um, if you pay close attention, the whispers only interfere or start watching if there's a, a potential or if there's really a choice that will um, have the main path deviate. Like if, if ju- just small choices that don't affect the main chain of events, they don't care, like different, getting different dresses or uh, doing quests or doing, uh, not doing the quests or just other things that may happen differently in the story when you compare it to the original that don't have a tangible impact on the main story. Main story still... Uh, plays out the same, but certain mm-hmm. aspects are different. Yeah. This is uh, completely fine because that's that's not the issue. The issue is they need the main flow from um, inception to oblivion, as Red Thirteen put it. That main flow needs to stay the same. Like mm-hmm. the end goal, the end point needs to happen, and maybe some other key points in between that leads to this end point. Everything in between can be de- deviating, and then as long as it uh, converges again at the next main point or milestone, however you want to call it. No worries. That's, that's, that's also something uh, of interest, which uh, we'll get to in the sex scene later. <laughs> yeah, the beginning of this game is... It, I, I think the beginning of this game <clears throat> is just the original timeline. Yep. Beat by beat. Mm, like, I honestly think that it's the original timeline and that's what we were that's what we got right up until pretty much Aerith is on the street and then well right before that right before yeah. that and when Sephiroth shows, yeah. shows up first mm. that's the first time that we see a tampering in the timeline i think with Sephiroth mm. because he leads cloud away and they have that conversation in the alleyway about uh, like protecting i th- i forget now but he's talking about his mom right yeah and we see like nibbleheim like burning in the background and he also really says as uh, almost uh yeah r- really uh it, it was almost t- tangible or uh, it mm-hmm like almost a, a visceral description of how he killed his his mother, Cloud's mother, to really make him angry. <laughs> yeah, and at the yeah. end he says like we need to don't you want to save the planet or something? Mm. Like he's right and then it's over. And I think right up until that point it's honestly just a beat by beat and it's like it's it's the original timeline and we're just seeing it in like 2020 HDR. Yeah, it's just fleshed like, out. Re- yeah. We're seeing it, yeah, and we're seeing it. It's a, literally a beat-by-beat beat recreation outside of the, en- the, the beginning scene when we see Aerith in the alleyway and the, like, the One Wing Angel music plays. 
Yeah, right. This, this is a little bit only, different. Yeah, that's the only difference. But it's, I think she senses him, and yeah. she. So it's like that's pretty much it. But everything else until that point, mm. and then of course we see him touch her shoulder, and then the whispers show up and all that stuff happens basically. And that's like the first time where it's, it's, it changes, right? Like it's deviated from the original timeline. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of, that's why it's like, people didn't understand. It didn't make sense to people like what was happening, but it Mm -hmm. does make sense to me. Like now just going back and seeing that again, I'm like, okay. Cause it, it's just changes to the timeline. And that's when the whispers show up and it makes perfect sense. And then things you'll see start to change from that point on from the original. Mm. Yeah, we'll have a field day uh, in maybe, let's say, 10 minutes or something because I have so much <laughs> to say about all, all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I think it's really interesting, it's, it's especially if you start going through the game again and notice all the, the little details and how everything connects, then it's... Uh, it suddenly makes so much sense. And if you're open to this new take on the the plot, I'd say, not the story per se, but the plot and how and where it might lead to, if you're open to that, then uh, you'll be in for a treat. And if, if not, if you kind of feel like, now they shouldn't change anything, just retell the story as I know it, done. And yeah, that's... Yeah. I'm sad for you, but it's it's not going to happen, unfortunately. But I, for my part, I I don't mind changes as long as they're good, mm-hmm. like bottom line good. Some things might be a little cringy or maybe like be uh, eyebrow raising, but if if it's like a net positive, I'm 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 fine with that. And so far, it's definitely a net positive. Definitely. Yeah, I. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't get like a one-to-one remake of the original game. Mm. Um, I think that I, like in hindsight, like I like this more than what how much I would have liked just a one-to-one remake of the original. I think oh, for I like sure. this more. <laughs> yeah, it has much more potential. I, I don't it's, know though yeah. because I haven't played that. I haven't yeah. played a one-to-one remake of the original. I haven't done that, so I don't know. But I think that I. Maybe like initially, I would have liked that more, but later on, I don't think I would have liked it as much as I liked what they did with this this part of the game as a whole. The problem with a one to one remake is yes, it looks pretty. Yes, we have more of the of the characters. Like if if the the additional banter and all the additional stuff was still there, but the story beats were exactly the same, and yeah. It, sure, it would have been interesting, but in the end, you finished it. Oh yeah, now I, I've learned practically nothing new. It's just fleshed out more, but it's still the same. And I knew what was happening. I will. I now know that it's still the same, and everything that happens will still be the same. I can look forward to how the other characters look like and act. I can look forward to how all the, the uh, locations look like and how we can explore them. Other than that, it's nothing really to look forward to because, well, we could also still be playing the original game and mm-hmm. it's everything the same. 
maybe the experience will be a little bit different because yeah, the additional banter, the additional dialogue, the, everything is a little bit uh, deeper. You see more of the world. But for a remake of this magnitude, uh, I think this would be a, a, a waste, a waste of resources. So by implementing uh, a few more interesting beats, especially those uh, which we fans can uh, theorize about and talk about and look forward to, because mm -hmm. now we don't really know what actually <laughs> will happen. Of course, we, yeah, exactly. It, it, it does it said the main story beats will still be the same, but how will they happen? Will stuff be a little yeah. bit different? Will mm -hmm. Fort it's Condor true. still be there? Or yeah. will, will there be a, a Yuffie main, uh, main scenario? Or uh, will stuff play out differently? Uh, how will we you get thrown into the the the, the, the um, jail under underneath Gold Saucer, the desert jail with Dine. Is it still going to play out the same? Will it be different? Uh, yeah. What will we learn in in Gungaga? Because they already revealed Zack. What exactly. will happen there? Oh my God! Yeah. Are we going to see new locations like uh, the ruins of Banora or something like that? That or maybe. Go through Modeoheim and uh, later when we're in um, near Icicalin or something. I don't know. So many things can happen. And will will Aerith meet her end at the, at the same point in time? Will it be the same? Will it play out differently? Will it be a little bit later? Will it be maybe suddenly a little bit earlier just to shock us? I have no idea. Because all of those things will happen, kind of, sort of. But the details, we have no idea. And this is what's what's really exciting and interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking like, would those people like some of those people just not even exist? You know, <laughs> yeah. like would they? Is that a possibility? Because in this new timeline, like the certain events didn't happen, so that person wasn't even born. <laughs> hmm. Like oh, what? Anyways, this, sorry. this is almost on level four. Yeah, <laughs> remember. <laughs> This is level five or six shit. Yeah. Max, no, I, dude, I, this is level <laughs> six. <laughs> I got to email Max, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do that. Listen, I've came up with some level six shit. <laughs> there are probably dozens of people who have already done None of them <laughs> actually even exist because they weren't <gasps> even born. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> but yeah, now it's... it's um, I don't think it will be that drastic, but it's still really exciting what they will be doing with all of this. Also, yeah. with uh, Sephiroth mocking around, maybe returning, like his, his uh, future form kind of returning in some form, or his uh, current form having more knowledge now, what will happen if Cloud falls into the live stream? Will there be more interactions exactly. with uh, Sephiroth there? Well, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's really really exciting. If I if I'd uh, like stuck my head into into my my notes and write down for hours on end whatever comes to my mind, it would probably come up with uh, so many interesting scenarios that could happen, but probably won't because I don't know. We fans usually come up with so many cool stuff, and the developer are just usually straightforward. Mm -hmm. Usually, not always. But um, yeah, it's it's really exciting, and this is why I love their new direction, and many others do too, because it's not exactly the same. It's still exciting for new players. 
they still achieved yeah. kind of what they did in the original where yeah, people exactly. talked about this game yeah. so much. Exactly. Exactly. And they've kind of done the same thing now because we're going to be talking about all of the things that happened mm. in this part of the game for a long time until the next one comes out. And then we'll yep. be talking about yep. it again because yep. there'll be part two. And then we'll be talking about it again after part <laughs> two. Like, it's just insane. An endless cycle. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. But I love it. Um, and I'm super happy, like like I said, to go, like, to be talking about this game and be in this world again and talk about these characters. Mm. And we'll be doing it for a long time in the, into oh, the future, yeah. so I definitely. love it. Um, did you want to start talking about uh, our theories now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, you know, it's been sprinkled in there a uh, bit, through yeah. our conversation. <laughs> so um, yeah. I'm going to go first. So I read some stuff on twitter i think it was somebody who lives in japan mm -hmm. and they translated the ultimania um and they posted it on twitter or at least parts of it yeah <laughs> yeah it, and they said that it actually said that there's four different sephiroths that appear throughout the game mm -hmm. and it was a, a table somewhere on on some pages that explain a few things yeah. i think so uh so they just said, like, there's the OG Sephiroth, and there's, like, Sephiroth from a Shadow Sephiroth, and then there's, like, a Flashback Sephiroth, and then there's a Future Sephiroth, I think. Which uh, makes sense. The, yeah, so the OG Sephiroth, the, uh, a one that's seen in Flashbacks, and then, I forget, I didn't type it out. No worries, I have everything in my head for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> do you know doing so many notes and talking with people yeah as it's there are four one is uh let's let's go through um chronologically we see sephiroth first in cloud's uh head so the the, the illusion the Ill illusory sephiroth which is his essence talking to him and projecting his image into cloud's head this is the first one right the second one is um, the flashback. Like we see, uh, like Cloud ha just has a memory of something Sephiroth said or did or something like that. There, there are a few, not not too many. I think three instances. I might be wrong. Um, and then there's Sephiroth uh, using one of those numbered clones as a vessel to physically appear to people. Right. Yes. That's the third one. And the fourth one is the one we see at the very end of the highway where everyone can see him and which slices the whispers to form a portal and everything uh, we see in the portal. That's the, that's the fourth, mm -hmm. and this is a question mark. And uh, uh, w without explaining much, it's the whisper Sephiroth, so to speak. But more okay. on that later, yeah. Because there's so much I need to reference and explain. And, yeah. <laughs> Well, this person on Twitter then went through, they listed these four Sephiroths, and then they went through, like, beat by beat, like, the different scenes that we see Sephiroth throughout yeah. the game, and said, it's this, it's the, I don't, I don't agree with that person, because I went through and it was, it didn't make any sense to me with what they were saying, and that's okay, but I didn't think that it played out the same way, like, 
when we saw Sephiroth, like throughout the game, they had listed like, oh, flashback, flashback, flashback. And I was like, that's not, that wasn't a flashback Sephiroth that we saw. You know what I mean? Maybe it Mm -hmm. was, I don't know, but I don't think that it was like, I didn't agree on the same um, order of which we see Sephiroth throughout the game. Okay. I do agree that there are four Sephiroths Mm. that you just stated them. And I went to uh, the live stream basically and read like after I read this person's Twitter post and was trying to figure out like what they were talking about and everything. And then I kind of made a decision on my own. And then I went to livestream.net. So shout out to livestream.net for translating these. It's different. It's the extra chapters that were released, right? For On the Way to a Smile, Livestream Black. Uh, no, Livestream, yeah, Black 1 and 2 and Livestream White 1 and 2. And 3. There are three, three oh, short oh, spots yeah. <laughs> each. <laughs> it's okay. I did not scroll down to the bottom of the page, Viz. I was in the process of scrolling, and I just saw I just saw one and two, and okay. then I got to the bottom, and you're like, "There's three. I'm like, "Oh my God, dude, let me scroll. Let me scroll. Sorry, Sorry I forgot because I didn't go back and reread these. Yeah. Like I read them a few times just to kind of understand what happened. Then I haven't like we haven't talked about it for about this game about a week now, so I kind of mm. forgot, but so. My theories are, like, I think that this is future Sephiroth coming back and changing the timeline, the Advent Children Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. And from reading the live stream, uh, black and white, uh, one, two, three, <laughs> it sounds like it's, he's... He was destroyed after the end of Advent Children and he was in the live stream, but he's recreating himself again from Cloud's memories of him. And he mm. does say something like that at the end of Advent Children, doesn't he? Where uh, I'll be just a memory this. or something. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I'll never just be a memory. And mm. that's true because as long as, as long as Cloud has him inside of his mind i think that Mm -hmm. he can recreate himself Mm -hmm. and i think that that's what he's done because also we get a glimpse of uh live stream um Aerith, who's in the live stream after she gets killed in the original timeline and i think that she's there she knows because it says that she sees sephiroth in the live stream Mm -hmm. and what he knows she knows what he's been up to and what he's trying to do right Mm. And then it says in live stream Black 3 with a fragment of Mother's body, I too can get a body again. Yeah, that was the plan for Advent Children. Exactly. Which, yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens because mm. I know that these are the three like characters in the Advent Children. Um, it's not actually Sephiroth. It's Kadaj, Lowe's, and Yazoo. Yeah, exactly. Are clones of Sephiroth. Like they're essentially kind him. Of, but yeah. Because they have the DNA copied inside of them, but they're not actually Sephiroth, but they are. Yeah, there are there essences or past essences in uh, from the live stream yes. that uh, bear hatred inside, which mm-hmm. he kind of overtook. And yeah, with the black live stream or the tainted live stream, uh, he projected them onto the surface to have a body, a physical body on there. Exactly. Kadaj only was two weeks, so he created two more. 
and then he had the three do the thing separate entities uh, yeah Yeah. search genova or the the remnants of genova so that he can recreate himself with uh, the genova cells which happened exactly Exactly. then he got killed by cloud again (laughs) yes yes and Which be- kind of brings me to... Oh, sorry. No what worries. Gonna Just say? keep talking. Keep talking. You're probably say- uh, saying the same thing, maybe. <laughs> well, that brings me to my next point, though, which is in some way he's kind of... He's recreated himself again, though, after after Advent Children, and he's come back through the time, the original timeline trying to change it for some reason. And we don't know, but at the end of the game... He kind of gives us a clue, though, because doesn't he say that he needs Cloud for something? Yeah, he wants to uh, challenge fate together, or challenge destiny together with, or defy destiny together with him. I think that something has happened in the future, though, that maybe, like, Cloud's dead, but he needs Cloud for something, and he needs him alive. So I'm not sure why he was going back trying to change the timeline so that Aerith and Cloud don't meet and then like other things happen that kind of spirals into other mm. things happening and not happening to the point where um he is able to I guess keep him alive so that he can use them for something I don't know anyway that was my understanding of kind of what happen at the end of this game and why he's motivated into Mm. going back throughout the timeline to kind of change history and change the um these different events from certain things from happening and certain things actually happening there's one point in the live stream chapters that i read as well that where it's Aerith talking about how she too feels like she could do the same mm-hmm. and recreate herself as well. But it says that she needs the power of Genova. And then I forget what else it says about her. Uh, she, it says like she, she doesn't want to do that or something like that. Yeah, she she, she wants to appear to Cloud as herself, as someone he, uh, he trusts. Oh, yes. Not just mm-hmm. use a vessel uh, of something, yeah. That's, that's why she only appears to him in, in thought or in dreams or something in, in Advent Children. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. Just in, in his yeah. thoughts as, as herself. Thoughts. Yeah. Not just as uh, using an avatar of sorts. Exactly. Mm. I think that Aerith knows, though, mm. what happened and what's going to happen. Yes, she in does. In the remake. I think yep. she does. I think that when she's seen in the in the alley and she's it's like she's kind of meditating with the pipes and the live streams coming off of it Mm -hmm. she's kind of there and i think that she might have received some information then and she knows she definitely knows when sephiroth touches her for sure well this i think this is just in, in cloud's mind there that's uh, the, she doesn't really. Maybe she feels that something is off there with Cloud, and uh, maybe felt Sephiroth's presence. But this actual scene is only seen by Cloud, and uh, when uh, he meets Aerith. 
so it's not actually him touching her per se it's more like uh, Sephiroth appears touches her to kind of um, make him the focal point of Cloud and not Aerith because she freezes in Cloud's eyes and yeah, then tells him you can save anyone and whatever I don't uh, recall verbatim what he says there yeah, I can see what you're saying. I just felt like, to me, I think that she knows more mm. than what she's telling us mm. at that point. I don't know why, like, I thought that. I, I thought that because he touches her and then <laughs> she has an expression where it looks like she's getting all this, like, information, basically. Like, she's kind of like... <gasps> Maybe she's got a glimpse of something, you know what I mean? Where mm. she's knows that she, obviously like she ends up dying and then her it's like her soul in the live stream time trying to communicate with her in this timeline because now the timeline has changed. Mm. Uh, do you have some other points you want to touch on? Because as soon as I start talking, I will be be on the roll. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody suggested that there's multiple Aeriths as well. Eh, I'm not sure that uh, I'm sold on that theory, uh, but I think that uh, she definitely has a connection with her soul in the live stream yeah. from the original timeline throughout this game. And I think that she knows more than what she's leading on, like I said. And I think that becomes more evident to you as a player when you're experiencing the game yeah. uh, during your playthrough and she's giving you hints throughout there the game. There are a few scenes that are pretty overt that she knows stuff that she shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then by the end, it's kind of like, okay, she definitely mm. knows what she needs, what we need to do, you know, and that's why she's asking us to step into the singularity and do this because she knows that we have to mm -hmm. without actually blatantly just coming out and saying it, but she's pretty forward by the end of the game with everybody. Well, by that, that point, it doesn't really matter anymore because the, the whispers are enveloping Midgar anyway, and mm -hmm. the, the timeline and everything exactly. is mocked up so much that, well, <laughs> let's just go all in now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why, okay. So talking about Sephiroth again, so we talked about him a little bit. I think that the Sephiroth that we're seeing kill President Shinra at that part and like jump off the roof basically mm. and break in and steal the Genova. I think that's the original. It's the clone of Sephiroth. It's Sephiroth being projected on the clone of the original game. I don't think that's the future Sephiroth that's going back. I don't know. If Sephiroth needs Genova from the future again, then maybe it's him from the future that's stealing the Genova out of the Hojo's um, container lab thing. I don't know what you think about this. Yeah, I've, I have a few thoughts on that, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. I think that that is the original Sephiroth. Who's in the northern crater, but is projecting himself mm. through the clones. And obviously at the end, when we destroy the Arbiters of Fate and everything happens and we see the whispers 
in the alter in the another timeline where you know and and everything they kind of explode and then we see like the sparkles coming down mm. and it's <laughs> zach we see zach and he's alive and all that stuff i think that's a different timeline where the events are now changed because zach you know ends up dying and now he's alive and it shows and clouds it's a different cloud um i think that the scenes that we see after that i think are i'm not sure i'm not sure i still <laughs> feel i i felt like when i just rewatched the ending to the game that that what we are seeing is that still that timeline i'm not sure where we see uh biggs in bed mm. and he wakes up and we see jesse's glove because i don't know the little particle bright things are still falling but mm. that could it could be still in that timeline as well because the whispers are appearing through all timelines yeah, exactly at that point so yeah. it could be the actual timeline of everything that just happened that we just experienced but it's just showing that because of that now biggs is alive potentially mm. jesse but like you said, chapter select shows says that Jesse's actually dead. We don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's chapter select. It's the uh, the description of the events when you're within the chapter and going through the all the points, the milestones within this this chapter. Each one has a description, like what's what's happened and stuff. Oh, I, okay. I myself haven't gone uh, back to that yet, but I've uh, heard so many Same. so many times that. With Biggs, it said he's uh, injured or severely injured or something like that. With Te Jesse, it says uh, Jesse has fallen at the, the pillar or something like that. And with Wedge, we never see what actually happens. We hear the glass shatter. We see the whispers pulling him out of the room. But it's always like that in fiction. If you don't see a body, don't trust <laughs> that someone's dead. Right. Because su such, such th scenes are... It's so ridiculous, but it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. No, it's, <laughs> like, the thing is, why would you make it so vague if you're not, if you're just going to kill off the character anyway? Because yeah. it's, yeah. I don't but think even then, they still showed, uh, they showed Barrett get stabbed and die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? But then they show that he's alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, they showed the whispers pulling him back yes. to life by using yeah. live stream essence. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I have more things to talk about as well, but I think it's more uh, predictions about where they're going to take this story. Mm. I Which think we should um, talk later. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk after. But anyway, reading all this stuff, like you said, I, I definitely think that this is definitely uh, future Sephiroth for some reason needs to come back and for something he's coming back mm -hmm. for something i don't know what it is maybe you you know have kind of figured it out um his motivations but i hope to so me, <laughs> they feel to me though it feels intentionally vague uh oh, for sure yeah and uh yeah so so many things are extremely vague and and bank on your knowledge of uh the previous game and the Advent Children movie and ancillary works 
novels yeah exactly yeah and the and the compilation games yeah and that's the thing too so i can understand why people didn't like this as well because if you didn't play the compilation games and you don't have like a full understanding of everything Mm -hmm. i can see why i can see why those people who only played the original would not like this ending Kind of the same in uh, in certain Kingdom Hearts games. If you mm-hmm. play certain uh, games without having played yeah. or watched cutscenes of other ones, you're lost. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to add that because I can sure. see why. Because yeah. they kind of, they did really um, incorporate those other mm. compilation games and Advent Children <laughs> into this game. For sure. Yeah. I really need to watch uh, a whole playthrough of someone who has never even touched the original uh, game and compilation. I think there's one I've, uh, um, s- someone um, suggested to me. Sorry, I listened to IGN podcast and oh. somebody on there did not listen oh, or play like nothing. Only just played the original and okay. loved the original. And that person did not like the ending to this game. Okay, I see. They thought that it was like ridiculous and it was just didn't do it for them basically yeah that's 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 a little bit of a, of a problem they they kind of count on our broad knowledge of the whole compilation mm-hmm. if if you only played the original game you're able like in this case this person didn't like it understandably so because it's there's so so many aspects that are just flying over your head if you don't know mm-hmm. those things especially if you haven't watched and some people watched it and played those games but didn't like them and thought it was bad or, or so that then yeah <laughs> those people too were kind of like pissed because they were like yeah. oh god here we go like adding all the you know ridiculous things from advent mm. children and then you know so because it was an okay movie you know but this is just my opinion it wasn't like incredible it was good it was a it was, great action action movie. Yes, That's yes, for sure. But yes, <laughs> yes, but just the story was kind of like mm, yeah, I'm not fell sure. a little bit flat in most in most instances. You know, and yeah. kind of the same thing that happened with this game. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, like at the end of, I kind of did, but I didn't know who those three, like um, Kadaj and Lowe's and, mm. and Yazoo were. Like, I didn't get it. I was like, oh, like, I had to research it <laughs> at the time. If you only watch the movie, it's, you might guess, maybe, but it's, uh, yeah, you need additional information for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for I have sure. a better understanding now, though, because... I've watched everything and played everything in, in succession, so mm-hmm. it's fresh in my mind. Like, sure. I watch Advent Children, like, I hadn't played the original game in so long, and then I also didn't play Crisis Core for so long, mm-hmm. and I didn't play before Crisis because it wasn't released so years, so <laughs> yeah. I never played that, and I never read the books. Like, I didn't know. So, anyway. But yeah, anyway, so let's get into your theories, Viz, because I can't wait to hear everything that you're <laughs> thinking about this, because I'm sure that you've looked at every single thing with your, tried, uh, magnifying, yeah. with your magnifying glass yeah, <laughs> and your very slow frame-by-frame analysis mm-hmm. glasses that you've got put on. <laughs> well, the, the slow frame-by-frame doesn't really do much in this case, but yeah, I, I try to, to remember all the things I've uh, come up so far and were able to, be, to, to distill. 
but I still try to keep it short because it we don't want to uh become or get to four or five hours or something. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. we both do. Yeah, but sure. The listeners but, nah. might not. <laughs> At some point, you'll probably just oh, f- screw it. <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll I'll try to keep it brief. Not really a TLDR because it wouldn't do it justice. But yeah. So, I think I need to preface that we have a few, let's say, entities we need to go through. We have Sephiroth. That's a big part. We have Aerith. This is a separate thing that needs to be talked about. We have all those uh, memory glitches, uh, I call them, from Cloud, which is which are also very important. We have the Whispers as, a, as another entity. Mm-hmm. And then everything that happens in the ending, because that's a whole other beast, like after you beat Sephiroth for, for real. Um, now it's... Yeah, let's, let's start here with what we've already touched on, like Sephiroth going back in time. <laughs> yeah. I think it's not really going back in time per se because well the whispers as we learned from the game are omnipresent like they don't really exist in in time and space as humans do or as other um life does. Yeah. They're like detached from life and uh, from time and space. And I have a feeling that Sephiroth managed to kind of hijack them to be able to appear or like phone call Cloud's head in the past. And with having this connection to Cloud, which he already established pre-Advent Children, to even be able to do what he did in Advent Mm -hmm. Children with the Geostigma and everything like that. He forces Cloud to remember, he makes Cloud see him, and the more Cloud remembers, the more he can manifest himself in this world, so to speak. Okay. And have his influence in there. And Cloud, when he's close to the clones, I think it's the the, uh, Genoa cells reacting, because uh, every time, not the first time really, but the the first time he activated Marco, like, the first time he even went there and went to sleep, Marco was nearby and kind of got activated and uh, made those noise, yeah. noises. Cloud went over there and then saw Sephiroth. I'm not 100% sure if this, this is actually Sephiroth's will projecting himself there or if it's kind of the Genoa cell stuff. Mm-hmm. Because Cloud, uh, Cloud remembers Sephiroth and thinks Sephiroth is there and it is always about the reunion both times when he touches Marco when he touches uh, number two both times it's about the reunion like the first time um, I don't think Sephiroth said anything it was just uh, uh, a flash forward to the reunion the actual reunion in the northern crater and the second time uh, with Aerith in sector 5 was uh, Sephiroth saying the reunion is nothing to be feared or something like that. And I'm pretty sure this is not actual Sephiroth's will, but it's uh, the Genoa cell like initiating the reunion. Because it's very, very subtle, but when, when Cloud is being touched by uh, number two, and then number two st- uh, gets up and starts walking, Cloud also gets this weird expression, starts one step in this uh, like sw- swaying way, 
as if he was okay reunion uh, like a zombie but then uh, Aerith instantly touches uh, his hand there so like brings him out of his delirium it's very subtle it's it's much more visible uh, when he's when they're close to Genova in the um, Shinra HQ Mm-hmm. Like when he's he's walking, we actually have him ha- have to steer him towards the elevator, where he has uh, more Sephiroth um, flashbacks, what he says, and visions of Genova and, and anything. It's it's the same walk, the same kind of uh, reunion walk, just more pronounced there in Shinra HQ. So anyway, back to Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> Was a little bit of a tangent there, but Sephiroth tries to. Like get get Cloud to remember it was the first time there. Then uh, when he met Aerith, because um, yeah, Aerith dies and Cloud couldn't or Cloud failed to um, save her. So uh, Sephiroth wants Cloud to feel despair. And what else? To uh, what's better than just make him feel? Yes, you failed. You can't save everyone, or you can't save anyone. This is uh, this is important. Also, in in the alleyway when, when uh, Sephiroth disappears, he says, um, uh, "How are his words? Uh, keep uh, uh, keep remembering this hatred, or something along those lines." Sephiroth needs clouds to remember him and needs exactly. to. Uh, feel or remember the hatred he has for him because hatred is a strong emotion and that's yeah, he's, increasing that's the like tether hold on to that hatred exactly or hold, yeah, hold on to that hatred exactly and I think it, in the German and the Japanese version he says something about uh, don't forget about me or something like that, it's more about memory and less about hatred but I- even in the original script uh, when they're in the Northern Crater, Cloud uh, says or tells kind of the player or himself that it was all about him his hatred uh, for Sephiroth brought him here it was kind of his fault his hat- hatred of Sephiroth uh, kept him alive and kept him chasing Sephiroth at this point and now he failed or something I, I don't remember the, the exact um, wording but it's also about the hatred he has for Sephiroth which is what empowers Sephiroth yeah. to um Make Cloud do what what he wants, uh, like steer him like a puppet, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what's what's also interesting is at at the start, there are several instances where Sephiroth swoops in and hijacks Cloud's mind when Cloud has a flashback or kind of uh, something triggers me- a memory. In Sector 8, it was uh, the burning buildings where he was reminded of the burning Nibelheim, which prompted or which enabled Sephiroth to connect and hijack this uh, kind of weakness of, of Cloud to insert himself into, the, into his mind and start manipulating him. It's also the same when he falls down to Sector 5 after the Airbuster fight, where uh, Cloud's past self uh, reminds him. Uh, of well, this at uh, that time we only got away with scraped knees. Are you okay? You can can you stand up and stuff? And then, this is not in the original, because well, it's uh it's now a different timeline. Sephiroth appears again, and uh, tells him that he's uh, he's Cloud's master, and there's so much to be done. So mm. you, you 
you notice there is he, he's he's the puppet master of cloud again <laughs> just much earlier and okay so yeah. which sephiroth is that that's appearing to him who says that? that's that's the uh the, the advent children version of uh, sephiroth okay. connecting to cloud yeah this happens so many times the last time is at the very end of the bike the, the last bike chase minigame when cloud sees sephiroth at the end but then he disappears again this is the last illusion cloud has after that there are no uh, illusions anymore uh, from top of my head, I can't remember other instances, but there are surely more, like pure illusions. Uh, I think the last illusion before he appears physically is um, in this uh, VR presentation in the Cosmos Theater in Shinra HQ, where after the presentation, it kind of glitches out and then shows everyone, also all Cloud, Tifa and Barrett, the um, a meteor fall, how it happens, how everyone's uh, scared and runs away, and mm -hmm. all those fire hoses and meteor uh, destroying a Shinra building. They see that, but they don't see Sephiroth, because if they did, they would uh, react differently. So Sephiroth only appears to Cloud there, and this prompts Cloud to, to say uh, Sephiroth's name, like in a, he kind of realizes, yes, Sephiroth is here now. And that's, and the scene right after is about Palmer uh, speaking, lamenting about having uh, forgotten or doesn't ha not having enough uh, lard or butter for his tea. <laughs> yeah. And then he drops the tea because he sees Sephiroth. This is the last thing Sephiroth needed to um, have been remembered enough. And since number two was all, or number number 40, 49 was also already there, he could hijack uh, num number 49's buddy to yeah, appear in front of everyone. And he needed Palmer to see him because then Palmer uh, tells everyone else in the meeting that he's there. Then they all uh, think about Sephiroth, talk about Sephiroth. There are more memories uh, going around, more memories that empower him, that make him stronger. It's 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 all planned, like completely. Maybe plan A, B, C, D, E, but that's a plan. <laughs> so is that an illusion of Sephiroth that's appearing to Palmer? Nope, that's actually the physical as a uh, number, the number forty nine clone that that just looks like um, Sephiroth. Whether that is yeah, oh, okay, so it's a projection. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm not quite sure because. Uh, Genova is said to be able to project stuff into the minds of others, but also shapeshift. So I'm not quite sure if it's just a projection to everyone around, or if it if it, if he did the clone actually transformed or got transformed due to the Genova cells. But I th more think it's like a projection, and less of an actual transformation. Because of the, of the effect, but is that's... it the original Sephiroth that's in the northern mm, crater that's projecting no, on that clone? I you don't, don't think, think so. so. No, I don't think so. Because by that time, um, he's uh, not really too conscious yet. Because, as I understand from the original game, um, like the proximity to uh, to, to Cloud, or from Cloud to, to Genova, uh, that's 
where or that's the time when Chinoa kind of started activating and then when they were uh, caught and shoved into prison, Chinoa broke out. But I think Sephiroth didn't really have this uh, 100% control yet, but still had some influence because why, why else would uh, Chinoa's body go over to Cloud's cell and open it? Wouldn't make sense because uh, Genova or Genova Roth needs Cloud to follow, follow it and uh, complete the reunion. So in the original, it's uh, actually the uh, body of Genova who broke out of of the containment right. cell, but also looked like Sephiroth because it was uh, Sephiroth from the Northern Crater steering her, but. St- Probably not uh, 100% accurately, because it, when when we see him uh, first in the cargo ship, he doesn't or Chenoveroth doesn't really recognize Cloud yet. Like it's okay. it's kind of a mixture between instinctual and some uh, memories and the will of Sephiroth. It's it's only afterwards I think that uh, it really starts to um, to like. How should I phrase this? Where, where Sephiroth from uh, Northern Crater can 100% take over uh, Genoa's okay. body and then uh, mess around with, uh, with Cloud. Because where, why else would, uh, would he uh, ask Cloud, who are you in the cargo ship? So in the original, it was Genoa's body breaking out, killing everyone on, uh, on its way out. Killing oh, okay. President Shinra, leave, leaving the sword there for Cloud to see. So it's, so it was Genova, but it was actually projecting as Sephiroth. So exactly. people saw Genova as yeah. Sephiroth. Palmer saw saw Sephiroth there too in the in the uh, the office of President Shinra in the original. That's uh, this th- okay? And you don't think that that's what's happening here? No, because Chinoa is still in, in her containment. Even when they reach the containment in the drum, uh, Sephiroth appears in front of everyone, and Chinoa is still there. But we saw him already walking in front of Palmer, and uh, the hint was already there in, uh, in the pre-rendered scene where Cloud sees clone number two glitching in and out and then becoming Sephiroth. So this is... Um, Kind of of uh, foreshadowing of hey I'm I'm going to to pose as one of those clones later, which is what he did. Um, I'm not one hundred percent sure when exactly it's number two and when it's forty nine. But as far as I understand, it's for number forty nine or Marco, if you will, if you will, when Palmer sees him in front of Chinoa, and the one that's carrying Chinoa away because uh, there's one scene where. Um, Hojo watches a monitor and sees Sephiroth uh, walking uh, away with Chinova in his hands like at, uh, at the top of the drum but what's interesting then hmm, later okay. is uh, when we see Sephiroth in um, President Chindra's office I think it is. yeah it's his office when he kills President Chindra then mm-hmm. Barrett then Barrett gets resurrected, 
and then there's uh, there's the battle. No, I think the battle uh, happens before. During the battle, Barrett gets resurrected. I think it's this uh, chain of events. I kind of forgot it, but anyway, we see a Sephiroth. We see Sephiroth transforming, or kind of not, not really transforming, but uh, projecting Chinova on top of it, or kind of changing. And then we fight Chinova with uh, also the projected Chinova hive of sorts all around the place instead of the, the office. And if you go to the to the border of the area, you see the same um, the same green bottomless pit with uh, the square pillar that's that are also there in the original and the center of the planet where we where you fight Chinova synthesis. So there's that parallel. And when we, when we defeat Chinova, see that Chinova disappears into number 49, which then uh, falls down dead probably. And Chinova, Chinova's original body then appears next to it as if it's been um, like hidden from view. So it was actually number 49 posing as uh, Chinova, which we has to defeat. And then number two, posing as Sephiroth, picks up the Chinova body, uh, gets out, floats up to the top, Cloud goes uh, after him. This, uh, the Wisp is of course uh, keeping keep him away and then Sephiroth disappears again and then we see he was posing as number two, which then jumps down with Chinova, Chinova's body in his hands all the way down to the, to the bottom. And I have thought about this a few times. At first I thought, yeah, my, maybe number 49 was uh, possessed by the original Sephiroth, like the one that's sitting in Northern Crater. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so, because the one in Northern Crater took over Genoa's body, which never happens here. So I think uh, number 2 and number 49 are just two, like plan A and plan B. So we could... Like one of those was uh, disposable for the Chinova fight, and then the other one was to bring Chinova's body, quote unquote, to safety. My, it's it's not quite clear, but I think um, afterwards when Chinova Ch- uh, plunges to the to the bottom, number two is just uh, jelly down there, of course, most likely. But then Chinova's body is well, it's Chinova. Even if she shatters, she will just reform anyway. And I think that's the point when the Sephiroth in the Northern Crater starts taking over and starts the the journey from there all the way through the whole world to Northern Crater and having Cloud chase after him. That's what I think. Because that, that needs to happen. That's probably also why the, the Whispers followed them, to make sure that... Uh, Sephiroth can then take over the body and go or just make sure that this happens because sometimes they don't interfere they're just floating around and making sure that stuff happens and if something deviates they then they interfere which doesn't really happen much at the end here and at the top of the Shinra tower because they're mostly just swirling around and not doing anything besides stopping Cloud from interfering with number two jumping off the roof because this this needs to happen it's. I know it's mouthful, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, 
trying to wrap my brain around all that. <laughs> like, I'm literally like, holy shit. Like, yeah. there's so much stuff that I there is, did yeah. not realize was happening. And I'm just... I can understand how people are lost, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you're explaining to me. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Like, inside of my mind, <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait. I and, and I do agree with you, actually. It makes a lot more sense now. So thank you so much for clarifying that no for me. Because um, <laughs> I was really confused because I didn't know if what we were seeing was the original um, Sephiroth being projected. Well, if it was Jenova who's broken out but appears as Sephiroth, who's doing all of those things things because in the original like you said we see that and then that's who kills president shinra right mm-hmm. but, but here it's, it's different <laughs> here it's di- yeah exactly because yeah. maybe because the advent children sephiroth is knows that obviously that's what's going to happen so he has to kind of go in and start the whole process earlier so he can kind of change things i guess for some mm. reason like i yeah, don't know exactly. we don't know why um, i'll get to that <laughs> and that's why like you said at the end like they jump like Genova um jumps off and it shows that it's a uh, clone but like you said it can just reform into cells and then yeah. the events of the original start happening yeah exactly well it's it's the clone number two with uh, that holds the body yes. of Genova just that uh, jumps off Yes. So yes. yeah. <laughs> so the clone probably dies, but then yeah, probably. The clones have Genova cells in them. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure maybe like the clone dies, but then Genova just absorbs it or something like into well, itself, that, and then yeah. goes to like the events of the original game happen after that. Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, the clones are extremely disposable anyway. You see that in. Uh... And the northern crater, where all those remaining clones start uh, or are walking all along the narrow path, and some of them just jump right. off or fall off, and exactly. Sephiroth uh, kills some of them and throw throw throws them off because they're not quite needed anymore and stuff. It's uh, yeah, it's a mess. It's messed up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's at least until then, and afterwards. At the end of the highway, where we meet Sephiroth again, and everyone can still see Sephiroth again, but it's not a clone because both clones are dead. There are no clones, but still everyone sees him. And at that point, it's um, it's Sephiroth, which has kind of started having a lot of influence over the Whispers. And is probably uh, projecting himself using the uh, the Whispers to uh, appear in front of everyone. And then, this is also why he can just slice a portal in that, because, well, if he's made out of whisper energy, it's, it makes just sense. Otherwise, it will be weird. There are other uh, instances where you could argue that he's already kind of in, in power, or is at least able to use the whispers to do stuff. For example, uh, when after after the mission with Jesse and Co, um, he falls asleep, and then so a few whispers appear. One of them goes in Cloud's face, and then says, um, "Sleep, have the deepest dreams," or something along those lines. And it kind of sounds like Sephiroth's voice there, which I think um, 
is twofold. The whispers are there to make sure Jesse gets hurt so that Cloud needs to jump in, so he has mm-hmm. to go on the mission. Sephiroth wants... Well, it's, it's hard to say what he actually wants. That probably, he probably wants the opposite, so he uh, uses the, one of the whispers to make Cloud fall asleep, so he sleeps through everything and might not even be able to go on the mission because the other ones go without him. However, mm-hmm. Tifa, uh, he, he noticed when he wakes up, he kind of already hears Tifa approaching. Tifa comes in, Cloud, we need you, and then they still manage to get there in time, just to see uh, Jesse hurt, and then Barrett uh, decides to, okay, Cloud, you're coming with us now. Because if, you notice a few times Sephiroth wants, wants the events to happen differently. Because the thing is also that uh, why Cloud is so strong is mostly because of his friends. Most of those can uh, avert stuff that happens because of uh, Sephiroth's influence over Cloud. For example, in the original game, in Temple of the Ancients, where he starts uh, pummeling Aerith or something like that, one of uh, his friends, whether it's Tifa or Yuffie or whoever you have in your team, uh, smacks him and he fo- uh, goes into, nah, not a coma, just uh, unconscious. Then they also stop him from slicing Aerith in half in the Forgotten Capital, which then Sephiroth has to step in and kill Aerith her- uh, himself. So there's, and also Tifa um, manages to bring his old self back to normal, like make him remember all the things from the past that he. Uh, kind of forgot or had to suppress because of Mako and Jovacel influences. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I think that Sephiroth tries to get Cloud away from everyone else in some fashion, so that Cloud is kind of uh, alone and more manipulatable. Yeah, that's that's one thing. But I think Sephiroth has so many different plans, and if this plan fails, he can do this, and if this fails, he can do that. Kind of like Sayonard in the Kingdom Hearts series. He has so many backup plans of backup plans of backup plans. Like, uh, yeah, it's kind of a little parallel there. Anyway, um, even if, uh, even at the end of the highway, uh, Sephiroth tells Cloud to join him. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Aerith holds him back, his whole speech, blah, 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 and then changes the portal, whether to make the portal safe for everyone to go in, or, as uh, I think it was Final Fantasy Peasant who theorized that, that she, I'll come to that later, she also has uh, new powers in this game now, in this timeline, mm-hmm. due to circumstances, that she uh, makes sure that when all, all characters enter the portal, that they have like the knowledge and the, um, the abilities of all of their cells, like Advent Children, Dirty Cerberus, Original, all combined. That's why they are so strong, can slice buildings, flip around, can um, uh, mm. fight against the Whispers and against uh, the reincarnation of Sephiroth. It's, I think, both work. Because if it's a singularity, and the singularity is what? Everything congregated or everything like, compressed into one. That's also why yeah. when they're there, it's like the, the whispers are all-encompassing, free from time and space. And when yeah. Cloud and his friends are there, also all of their um, essences from 
all the time and space are kind of compressed into one. That's why they're so strong there. Those are that those, those two, yeah. Those two possibilities. I lean more towards that Aerith just made the portal safe for everyone. Not, that, not, uh, not to get lost. And then in, uh, in, the, in the singularity, because of the nature of the singularity, they have all this the power, which of course dissipates again when they're outside, because then they're just their normal selves again. Um, yeah, but back to this Whisper Sephiroth. Um, I said that he's projecting himself using the Whispers at the end of the highway. And when we're inside, we don't see Sephiroth anymore for a while, but we see this huge Whisper. Which some theorize it's another weapon of the planets. I say, yeah, in sort of. The Whispers are a product of the planet. But this is kind of the last defense, like the, the, the core of the, the Whisper essence, so to speak. Which tries to maintain destiny, which is why we have to get rid of it. However, I think Sephiroth is in the core of this, um, this Whisper. He doesn't have the, the whole control yet, but still enough control so that um, the, the, the three small whispers that appear are projections of Kadaj, Yazu, and Laws. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense, because the, the description, when you assess them, says they're um, entities from future timelines that try to uh, maintain history or something. And... The only thing that's different between those is, is the, the weapon. One uses a glove, one uses two uh, guns, and one uses a sword. Could be argued, well, it's better teeth and cloud, obviously, but no, it's not. The one who has a glove has just one glove and not two. And also, not really a glove, it's more like a, a contraption on, this, on his hand, like Laws has. He has some, some sort of gadget there. It's not just a glove. And the one with the guns has two guns, which Yazoo has two guns, Barrett has just one. So those are the Advent children. And what's interesting is also the, the track, the place there is called uh, Orbiters of Fate Advent. Mm. So, <laughs> it's so it's so interesting that the music is sometimes spoilery or gives stuff away. I, I'll uh, get to that later too. And the, Or the names of the music give stuff away and how yeah. the music is composed even sometimes. It's very interesting. Um, anyway, that is still uh, Sephiroth pulling the strings of sorts, but not completely. And then when we defeat them, also uh, another uh, hint against uh, for those being the Advent Children, they reform into Bahamut, which then, uh, when they defeat Bahamut, we have to uh, then fight against the three individual whispers again, which is kind of what happens in Advent Children too. Kadaj summons Bahamut. Yeah. And when Bahamut is, is defeated, we have to defeat the other ones again. So yeah, another parallel. And then when we defeat all the Whispers and the Harbinger as well, everyone's like in this, this beautiful place, which is only comprised of heaven and or uh, clouds and water, mm -hmm. which then transforms back into meteor approaching. And then you see Sephiroth within this purple glow kind of chained to all those threats of uh, fate. However, he then um, absorbs all of, of the essence. We see uh, whispers are all like everything that's, that's projected there. It's made of whispers, even the meteor, and he absorbs all of them. 
and that was his plan all along that he wants to like take over the, the essence of the whispers completely mm-hmm. then fight against cloud and the others get defeated and then in turn defeat destiny that's my take on it anyway because in the end when you defeat sephiroth and then the cutscene happens he does send a few uh, stragglers, whispers against party. They uh, fight back. Then Cloud takes the opportunity and uh, jump against Sephiroth, pulls the Braver. But Sephiroth just smiles at him, doesn't move an inch, doesn't do anything and lets himself hit. And what happens then? If he beats Sephiroth or hits Sephiroth, uh, the whispers kind of swirl around and then uh, congregate again in, in the middle and then explode all over the place. And that's when Cloud, when Sephiroth can pull Cloud into this through this wormhole, like he did in the original, and have this chat with him there in this the end of the world or the edge of creation, however we want to call it. And I'm not 100% sure what actually happens there. I'm pretty sure it's meant to be vague, but I'm I'm sh- pretty sure that Sephiroth pulls Cloud into the livestream, like the the, the knowledge of the planet and shows like the very end of the life cycle of the planet, like at the very end when uh, the planet is no more. And the, the nebula at, uh, on, on the, the heavens, or it's not really a heaven, but uh, in, yeah. In, like, at, at I thought that this... he brought him back to uh, the beginning of creation. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's the edge of creation. Yeah, like, the edge of creation. Yeah, but in, in uh, I think, Japanese and also German, it says the end of the world. Okay. So it's actually the end of the world where, where, where the planet is, is no more. And the nebula usually happens... Well, I looked it up, but it was a little bit confusing. A nebula can happen when the sun, like, nears the end of its lifetime. And uh, all... Uh, and, like sprouts at all the essence that yeah um, yeah it turns into like a red dwarf or whatever uh red and red giant and then a white dwarf yeah, yeah that's what i mean so like like uh, dissipates and in in doing so probably the um surrounding planets are disintegrated as well and this is like the, the dust that's ha- that that is emanated by that can be can be visible from far away it's also how we see certain parts of galaxies and stuff i'm not quite knowledgeable i read the, this article on um uh, wikipedia but it was a little bit confusing and too short but i didn't really have the time to keep um researching anyway this nebula can could re- just represent like sun's dead planets that it's the end and we're just sitting there on on a rock inside of the universe and looking at the end of the world. That's my interpretation, my interpretation anyway. And what's very, very interesting is, in other, in other languages, we have no idea, we're not the wiser, but in the Japanese script, he uses a different pronoun in this scene. Pronouns are very important. Like, uh, there are many different ways you can say I. Like, um, in this case, he uses ore, which is like a, just a, a normal, um, like casual way of referring to oneself, usually males. And it's, it's not really polite, it's just casual. But then there's a polite version, the, the normal polite version, which is watashi, which he 
always uses like after um, from when uh, the Nibelheim incident all the way through mm-hmm. the original game when he's uh, kind of possessed or yeah possessed by Genova or where he, it's it's kind of Genova and Sephiroth merged into one being so to speak. Then he always uses Watashi. He used Ore all the way before he went mad. Yeah, I I remember reading this on online. Yeah, it's very interesting, and that's kind of a return to his former self. But what I think is happening there, which can, which also has a few hints throughout the game, that uh, he at that point is free of Genova yet again. Like Genova is no more, and like when the planet dies, and Genova can't escape again with. Uh, the planet as a shell, which was Genova's original plan, just go into the planet, absorb all life, use the planet as a shell to travel to the next planet, and then absorb it, all the, uh, the essence again and do this over and over and over again like a parasite. I think this is, um, yeah, the, the Sephiroth that is free, or the, the will of, or like the last remnant of the Sephiroth that is free of, of the Genova influence. Which is back again, but he still failed because the planet is dead. Now, what I kind of think is happening there, what he wants is basically the same. Like he doesn't want to die. That's that's one thing. He doesn't want to die. And one thing is, Cloud needs to be alive. If Cloud dies, his tether to the world dies, and he will eventually dissipate into the live stream because he doesn't have a tether anymore. That's how I understand it as far as uh, Livestream Black goes and okay. stuff that we know. Because then, there he, uh, it's described as he needed, um, he needed an anchor or a, a soul or a spirit core of sorts where he can attach to so that he can be remembered and um, not die, so to speak. Or not just fade away into the Livestream. That's one. He also said, says this in this Edge of Creation part. He doesn't want to die. He doesn't want Cloud to die. But the world will ev- eventually be part of this unknown future. So what I think is he wants to kind of do the same as Genova did or planned to, but differently. Like uh, absorb the live stream, but then use the live stream to survive. Even if the planet some, uh, at some point dies, because all planets have to die at some point, mm-hmm. like physically. Uh, you might remember that in Dirge of Cerberus there was this whole Omega weapon thing. Omega weapon was this last resort of the planet when everything goes to crap. Mm-hmm. Omega weapon uh, absorbs all the live stream and goes to a different planet to, so that if the planet dies, the live stream uh, and all this knowledge and memories right. are preserved continue. and continue on a different planet. I think yeah. This might be Sephiroth's new plan, the only way he can survive. And he needs Cloud for that. Otherwise, it wouldn't work because the tether is gone. That's, that's my interpretation. Still a bit, little bit wonky. I'm not 100% um, okay with this. Mm-hmm. But I think this could be where it's going. This is also why uh, he, he also wants to get rid of Genoa so he can uh, be himself again, not die, right. survive. And even survive the death of the planet. And about Genova, and that he's not like tainted by Genova anymore and wants to get rid of it. 
uh, I said before that after we defeat the Harbinger, the big uh, Whisper, yeah, you see him in a purple light for a short time and chained. This kind of t- uh, says to me he's not ch- not just chained to fate, but his fate is int- uh, int- intricately tied to Genova too. Like his fate is to fall into madness oh, yeah. and then be one with with Genova in the end, or with her essence. And Genova's the, the purple goo. It's the trail of blood is now purple goo, but it's purpleish, bluish. Yeah, Genoa's representation is also is also kind of purplish, bluish, more blue than purple, but still. Um, the mysterious specter. When we fight the whispers, there's also always one mysterious specter that we have to defeat. We have to like, slay other ones, so that the purple um, or the mysterious whisper or no enigmatic whisper yeah. becomes vulnerable. And this is all. This part is also purplish, and I think there are. A, uh, a few more. Um, hang on, I have a few uh, notes here. All oh, right, when uh, number forty-nine transforms, quote unquote, into Genova Dream Dreamweaver or Genova Pulse, as it's called in different languages, there's also this uh, purple effect. And when uh, when we defeat him, I think it's also this this uh, purple uh, particle effect. It's that uh, swirls around or dissipates when uh, number 49 is defeated and dies. There's, like, the, the, the color purple is many times associated to Genova. So that's also why I think he's chained to the fate, which encompasses also Genova, and he wants to be free of that. Not just fate that he can win in the end, but also be free of Genova and just be himself and not die and uh, prevail, so to speak. And one, um, one reason why he wants to go back and change stuff is not just that, but also he lost to Cloud five years ago. He lost to Cloud at the end of the original. He lost to Cloud at the end of Advent Children. He's just sick of having to lose again and again, being mm-hmm. tied to Genova and everything. So he, goes, he needs to go back and change stuff so that he is finally able to win kind of, against Cloud. But he doesn't want Cloud to die, like he doesn't want to win against Cloud by killing him, because it would, would undo everything he's worked for, because he needs Cloud as, uh, as the tether, as we established before. Mm-hmm. Which is also why he wants Cloud to help him uh, defy destiny. And then Cloud um, says, no, never. And you do see uh, that Sephiroth is kind of bummed out a little. <laughs> so... Yeah, he needs this to happen. And Final Fantasy Peasant also had nice ideas, and I, I kind of want to build up on those. I also had this idea that Cloud eventually, like, imagine you lose against someone, like you're kind of destined to lose against someone, and if you can't do that, if you can't win, what do you do? Like, erase this whole uh, factor out of, of the whole equation. So Sephiroth needs to have a vessel anyway, a physical vessel to contain the live stream, which in the original game he started to reform himself in, in this uh, live stream crystal, crystallized live stream, where we only saw the upper body, the legs weren't ready yet, which is also why he's incomplete in the end when we uh, fight against him. Um, 
he has the, the wings instead of the of the little legs. Right. Um, he needs a, a physical body, and Cloud is strong. He has Mako infusion. He survived. He's he always prevailed against Sephiroth. So why not try to prime Cloud to be his vessel? Like hmm. that Cloud is actually then uh, possessed by Sephiroth or one with Sephiroth in the end, so he can then exist with uh, exist in the real world and possibly also absorb all the live stream and then go maybe go to another planet and prevail even if the or live on even if the planet dies. It's I know it's it's a real mouthful and it, the more <laughs> I talk about it, the more insane I think I sound, but. <laughs> I don't think so. It's yeah. <laughs> it's it's um it just sounds something that he like something that he would do. It's yeah. I think that then he can forge his own destiny. Destiny yeah. and create like start his own beginning. Yeah, exactly. You know, of everything. Mm, but of everything. he is free of everything, like free of Genova yeah, and free yeah. of being defeated and free of everything and he is he becomes god essentially because he absorbs he uh, he already wanted to become a god in the original game partially maybe because of chinova chinova had a similar thing but only like parasitic Mm -hmm. in nature Mm -hmm. but sephiroth wanted to become a god and now he can become a god without having to rely on chinova without being tainted by chinova's instincts Exactly. Like on and his he knows terms. that though. Yeah, he's figured that out. This, because exactly. before he didn't he thought that he's so fixated on Genova, right? And mm. oh it's mother and whatever. Yeah, and exactly. It's like <laughs> that's only gonna get you so far. And I think mm. like you said, he's kind of realized that Yeah. He doesn't need Genova and nope. actually he needs to get rid of Genova to finally become a god and kind yeah, of forge a real the god that he wants yeah and probably like you said needs to use cloud as a vessel but he definitely needs cloud to be alive because yeah, without cloud definitely. he won't exist anymore basically but he needs cloud to be on his side because otherwise he will just be defeated by cloud again and again maybe mm-hmm. depends that's that's also why i think he needs cloud to or needs cloud to get away uh, or move away from his friends because his friends are my friends are my power. I know mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts moment, but it's yeah. it's kind of go- goes into that direction because if you have really good friends, they take care of you. They they stop you when you do stupid things, and um, yeah, he doesn't really want that. Which I think we t- we t- we talked about that he with um, luring Cloud into this alleyway in chapter one in sector mm-hmm. eight and uh, chapter yeah. two. Sorry, sector eight. His speech was so long and wordy and weird and slow. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, he just wanted to stall Cloud. Yeah, exactly. That's also what Maximilian Du talked about. I th- first thought was a little bit weird. I do think he, he wanted to, uh, to do that to, um, ho- and hope that he never meets Aerith. Exactly. However, yeah, Aerith had different plans. <laughs> That's what, we, uh, what I wanted to talk about next after I'm, I'm done here. Um, I th- I think I'm pretty much through with with Sephiroth. This is a pretty good uh, segue to Aerith. Um, the interesting thing is when we meet Aerith, she's also bothered uh, and harassed by the whispers. 
I don't think, it doesn't really seem like they want to just keep her in place there. Um, keep her from leaving, which kind of has to happen anyway, because she needs to be there when Cloud arrives, even if he's late. However, with the premise that Aerith knows more than she should, um, she knows that she, she needs to uh, meet Cloud there anyway, so she would have waited for him anyway. But Sephiroth doesn't know that yet. So, my, my impression is that, well, let's, let's start from the beginning with Aerith. It's, I think it's easier. As we've uh, talked about before with, um, about Livestream White, which talks about er uh, how Aerith is experiencing the Livestream and how, he, how she um, learns about Sephiroth's plans and mm -hmm. tries to uh, move against it or yeah, was hesitant to create an avatar of herself to fight against uh, Sephiroth, but then decided to appear as herself in front of Cloud's mind. And then also um, used the live stream to cure Geostigma and stuff, but that's, that's yes. uh, Advent Children's uh, stuff. Yeah, it says um, that she also um, tried to like get spirits that are in the live stream yeah, like exactly. basically on her side and yeah. by um, instilling knowledge of herself into them mm -hmm. so they can find they can help her which is this is extremely important and still not mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure about the wording but it's kind of um transfer her own knowledge into those uh still remaining ancients and other souls that are there uh, that may be able to help her mm -hmm. this is like 99% what she did to her past self. Not sure if how she managed to like go back in time or or uh, to connect to her past self. Maybe it's also because the live stream is timeless, not just the whispers. Exactly. The th That's the what I think as well. Yeah. Yeah, and she's able to kind of communicate with herself through yeah. all timelines because she's endless now because she died and kind she's of, in yeah. the live stream in the original timeline. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's exactly in, in uh, what's what happens in the intro when she's her past self is sitting in front of the Marco colleague. If you uh, pay attention when he op when she opens her eyes, she, it's kind of a knowing smile for one, and for for another, her eyes are glowing green, mm -hmm. unlike anywhere else in the game. They're really really glowing. It's such a just a reflection. They're really really glowing, kind of like. She just received more Mako energy or knowledge or something like that. Which is also why she immediately, after that, uh, notices the whispers. This is not really Sephiroth. Even if uh, Sephiroth's chant is heard in the, in the background, it's, pretty, it's most likely the whispers that uh, also noticed, oh, that's something that's, that's, that's not meant to be. She's not meant to know this uh, this much. Oh, okay. She's not meant to have this knowledge yet. That's why uh, she notices those. And she herself doesn't really know about those. And future Aerith hasn't really encountered that those either. So, so she doesn't have any idea. So she's scared. There's, those are unknown entities. If it was Sephiroth, she yeah might be scared too, but less so because Sephiroth is a known entity. Those are not. And that's also why they try to harass her, that probably try to rip away the new gained uh, knowledge she has, because she's not supposed to have those. Uh, 
the indica indication for that is in chapter 17, when she tells the other ones that uh, she's lost in a maze and uh, the deeper she goes, the more lost she gets and more um, like away, away from the path she goes. And every time the whispers touch her, she, she loses a part of herself. And this is also very important. I inter interpret this as she gained knowledge of her future self, which is also part of her, of course. But each time the whispers touch her, they rip away a part of that knowledge, which uh, she loses a part of herself. However, this um, she's lost in a maze and uh, keeps straying from the path. This can be interpreted as the, the further they go, the more stuff changes, the less she knows what's going to happen because it doesn't really match with her uh, knowledge she has of the original timeline. It's, I, kind, I think this is multi-layered there. And yeah, it's it's hard to grasp what's actually happening, but at least <laughs> this this is what uh, what we can gather from the knowledge we have, from uh, the scenes we see, from the hints we get. And yeah, there's there are so many so many hints throughout the game that she knows more. For example, the the most egregious one is when she meets Cloud again in the in the, in the church, and Reno shows up. She immediately uh, wants her, uh, his help as, or Cloud's help as a bodyguard. Oh, right, yeah, you're, a, you're a mercenary. Yeah, you do everything, right? You were a soldier, right? So mm -hmm. she, uh, first of all, this talk about being uh, a bodyguard all, all, uh, only happened afterwards when he already escaped and were sitting uh, on the church, or I think were already walking over the debris. It wasn't in wasn't um, before Reno showed up or while Reno shows, uh, showed up. So this is a complete, um, like a completely different turn of events. And because she said that, and because uh, Reno then started to um, like poke Cloud or poke fun at Cloud. Aha! First class. <laughs> tell me, uh, t tell me something that's true. So I, I don't remember the, the exact wording, but it's uh, he mocked Cloud and th didn't really believe him. And this set, set off Cloud and that's why the whole battle ensued in the first place, which didn't happen in the original game. So Aerith was the, was the reason why Cloud charged Reno and why um, they had to the fight there and why Cloud almost uh, chopped off Reno's head, which <laughs> then prompted the Whispers to interfere and mm -hmm. throw them into the... Uh, the, yeah. the the back part of the church where there's were supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and that's also probably where it, it was. This was a slip up on Aerith's part because she just didn't really know how to actually wield this power, this knowledge effectively. And after that, there's a, a really long time where the whispers don't show up around Aerith because she knows she can't just say stuff that she's not supposed to. So this is this is really interesting, and also w while they're uh, escaping, like uh, walking along the planks, um, just underneath the roof of of the, the church. Cloud asks, "What are those those things?" And Eris says, "Ah, uh, I, I um, I don't know. I'm maybe there. Ah, uh, no, let's just let's just drop it." Like, she has an idea, kind of, but she doesn't quite know. But she knows she can't say anything because this would mock up things even more. So she just keeps silent. 
Mm -hmm. So this is interesting. Also later, she knows about Marlene before uh, Tifa says anything. She, you could argue that she might have put one and one together or two and two together in the train graveyard where uh, Tifa mentioned Marlene's name. Right. And then mentioned about uh, there's a girl and, ah, oh, girl, Marlene. Okay, yeah, but now she knew about Marlene. She knows. She did. Uh, yeah, she did. And it's even more apparent later when she actually meets Marlene and then Marlene talks about daddy and Aerith never met Barrett, never heard about Barrett's name, nothing. And she knew, oh, Barrett? Yeah, yeah. yeah. girl, you knew everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what's even more interesting there, there's also this, this weird uh, glitchy thing going on when she touches Marlene. And then Marlene mm -hmm. is kind of uh, uh, surprised. And Aerith puts a finger on her uh, lips. Shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she, uh, she instilled some, at least some knowledge into Marlene. And maybe a little bit of uh, ancient juice or cetera juice. Because Marlene, in the ending, you might remember that she feels Barrett calling out to her through oh, the flowers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Yeah. I had, a, I had a, a chat with a few people on my Discord about this and uh, we came to the conclusion that this might be, because Aerith knows she's going to die, this might be kind of passing on the torch and mm -hmm. uh, keeping the Cetra essence alive. It's also interesting, they might have had this idea in the original too, but this didn't really come to fruition. But in, this, um, in the ending sequence, which is pre-rendered, which uh, couldn't... Wasn't uh, they, they couldn't alter this in any way? Uh, there, Marlene uh, feels the flower girl when uh, the live stream comes to help everyone. So even then, she knew she felt the flower girl. So they may, might have had a few ideas there, but dropped it in the, the game as a whole. But the remnant yeah. is still there in the ending because they couldn't change this anymore. That makes sense. Yeah, this could be. I'm I'm pretty pretty sure this. They're going with uh, Marlene somewhere. Yeah. Also, I uh, where was this? I I think Final Fantasy Peasant mentioned this in the the at the end of uh, his last video where he heard about a theory, a crackpot theory that um, Marl, that the old lady, the landlord, yes, yes. landlady could be Marlene, uh, like a future Marlene. But this doesn't really make sense unless the the timelines are completely messed up. But let's not go there. <laughs> I just wanted to mention this because, well, I don't know. Food for thought, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. and, and maybe the, because the, the, um, the names are ex extremely um, close, like Marl, Marlene. Like an adult version of Marlene. That's interesting. And she, she's so close with the others. She knows about, about Avalanche. She uh, supports them, gives them uh, free rooms to stay in. And... I'm I'm interested in other people's takes on this because I'm I have other uh, videos to tackle first, <laughs> like everything yeah. I'm talking about right now. Wow, that's insane! I didn't even but, think about that. Yeah, she's dressed pretty differently than everybody else too. Yeah, that's too. Also, the the hairdo is pretty distinct. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Well, depends if if Aerith really uh, made um, Marlene her successor. And Marlene, in the end, has to, for some reason, like, come back in time if this time stuff 
gets even more convoluted in the future. I have no idea. Maybe um, the uh, the rationalist in in my in me says, "Nah, this is just coincidence. This 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 is not going anywhere because we have too little um, evidence for that. Because everything I've talked about so far has tangible evidence. Might still be kind of not true in a way, but it has real evidence at least." This is why I'll t I talk about this so in-depth, because I think this is uh, what's happening here, and this is what's where they're going with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this, this is about everything that needs to be said about Aerith. What's interesting is that after they, um, they get rid of Fates, kill the, the Whispers and everything, it really feels like she has no idea where, where it's going next, because I think Tifa asks her what now, and she just uh, shakes her head. Like, it, it, with a kind of a sad expression, because, well, now I have no idea anymore, I don't know what to say, sorry Tifa. Kind of like uh, that. Which makes sense, because now, the original timeline she knew about doesn't really apply, maybe the main parts, but she's still, like us fans, she doesn't really have an idea what's actually going to happen. We, we don't know. We hope hmm. the main chain of events still happens. But Aerith yeah. uh, doesn't have the interview with Kitase saying, no, no, we are, we're staying true to the uh, main, uh, main events. Those will still happen. But yeah, she has no idea what's happening now. Well, she might still feel that she has to die because that's also something interesting that Maximilian Dude uh, mentioned that yes. certain, certain events are like fixed points in time they happen in all the timelines no matter what happens those points are fixed this could be meteor fall this could be Aerith's death this could be black materia like a few main things that need to happen that has ha have to happen that happen anyway because even uh weebly wobbly timey wimey stuff has to have a few anchors otherwise it will just explode and uh, everything will be Completely out of bounds, nuts, and shattered. <laughs> so yeah, this this could be that a, a few, a few events are fixed points in time space. One of them, Aerith's death. However, it will happen. But yeah, <laughs> they. The thing is, is like it has to play out, doesn't it? Like the original, because if it doesn't, then their future selves are not who they are. Like That's Sephiroth too, yeah. would not be who he is in the no. future. Eric won't be in the live stream. All of the original things didn't happen. So yeah. how does it make sense? It's like a time continuum paradox or whatever. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it doesn't make any sense because those events make him who he is. So yeah. okay. Like if they don't happen, then they aren't who they are. So then wouldn't their yeah. future selves cease to exist? Because of the fact that those things didn't happen originally the yeah. way that they did? It will be a time paradox for sure. So that's why it's kind of like I'm trying to rack my brains and I'm yeah. like understanding all of this stuff. And what you're saying to me, though, like everything that you said does make sense. It does make sense completely. Well, I hope so. <laughs> and um, I can see. Yeah, I can see. It does make sense. I can see that's probably the way that it is. The Marl being a future Marlene, I'm not sure, mm. maybe, mm. but that's kind of crazy and another thing to kind of go into. It's like, do you know what I'm saying? That yeah. I just, it's, 
it's just too far off right now and doesn't yeah. have really any evidence besides the name. Yeah. And maybe a few things she does to, uh, that uh, why she's uh, such um, an advocate for Avalanche and helps them in any way she can. Mm-hmm. But this can yeah. also be for other reasons because she has known them. Maybe something happened in the past. They helped her out or you have no idea. Anything can happen. But I still won't rule it out completely. I'll just Same put here. it on the side yeah. and say, just keep this in mind because if anything else pops up that might support this, I might roll with it. But for now, it's just in a, in a drawer somewhere deep down and maybe in a, in a double-floored double drawer down there in a secret room. But yeah. it's there. Yeah. Um, it could be. It could be. Yeah. So, also, sorry, I was reading the live stream White 2, and it does say, you know, the part where Aerith is in the live stream, and she's noticing that the souls are entering the live stream, mm-hmm. and their spirits are filled with hate, so then mm-hmm. she tries to heal them, and then she kind of dissolves their positive memories into the live stream, mm-hmm. and trying to help them, basically, because they exactly. are so... They have so much hatred because of mm. everything that's going on the surface. Mm. That kind of explains the uh, the train graveyard part for me because they're ghosts and spirits of people, and mm. it's kind of like isn't there? There's like one of those ghosts that it's like it recognizes Aerith mm-hmm. throughout that whole thing. So it could be that that's like a spirit of somebody that she's helped in the live stream. Uh, Maybe. After she died in the original. And because those spirits exist probably in all timelines, right? So maybe that's why Uh, it kind of is looking at her like that. And everyone's like, what's going on? Trying to figure it out. um, My takeaway from this whole graveyard sequence is that all those ghosts are... Um, dead people or dead children who can't mm-hmm. return to the live stream because Eligor is uh, keeping them from, from going because maybe Eligor is um, feeding off of um, like the, the spirits of dead mostly children probably because it seems like only children got lost there and uh, turned into ghosts because we, as soon as we kill Eligor all the ghosts can uh, disappear disappear into the live stream particle effects and they're actually gone to the afterlife, going back to the planet. That's my takeaway from there. But I th- I'm pretty sure that this, this one is um, a, a spirit that really doesn't want to be um, a part of this whole Eligor scheme and doesn't want to be uh, a bad ghost, like a, like a mis- mischievous ghost, like the other ones are. Why this is also why he has this uh, this sad sad face, unlike the other ones, like the one that's that doesn't belong to the other others, and is sad that he can't can't go on to the afterlife and can't uh, like escape this eternal torment of being uh, a ghost and being bound to Eligor, whatever. It's hard to say in detail, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I understood it. And Aerith, of course, has the ability to talk to live stream, talk to dead people. Or, yeah, she she also was able to communicate to Elmira's uh, dead husband when he died. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, 
yeah. I think this is just Aerith being Aerith and doing Cetra stuff <laughs> in the end. Because spirits she helped in the live stream, they first needed to return or need to return to the live stream, and those ghosts haven't returned yet. No, but it does say that it says that the woman discovered that there was a growing number of spirits that refused to be absorbed by the live stream. Oh. So those spirits could be people who had spite, who didn't want to be absorbed into the live stream. But eventually, the Elagor actually was formed from that spite that actually maybe yeah. wouldn't let them be absorbed into the live stream. Essentially, I don't know if that makes could, any it sense. Could have which a is parallel, why yeah. kind of it's like. That's why they recognize Aerith because she's mm. dead in the OG timeline who's mm. in the live stream, who's trying to help those people get absorbed into the live stream and mm. get rid of those bitter feelings of hatred that they have towards, I guess, everything that's happened because of Sephiroth. That's what it said. That's what I understand a little bit mm. better about that whole thing. Because remember, we were both talking about how like, uh, like that part was a little... It kind of felt like it was misplaced in the grand scheme of everything that you experienced throughout the story. Yeah, so exactly. for me, it kind of helps explain that a little bit more mm. so then I can understand why that happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I also just remembered that uh, there's this scene where Aerith gets like carried away by the, yeah. this, this ghost tornado. And then yeah. she she sees other kids, uh, mm -hmm. dead kids, sp uh, kids or spirits of kids uh, playing uh, hide and seek, mm -hmm. and she as a kid also tries to, tries to, exactly. But they uh, they never find her, mm -hmm. so um, it seems like she was playing hide and seek with those children back in the day, because she already had this this connection okay. to uh, to those uh, soul spirits maybe. This is also one of those who played with her back then, maybe. Okay. But I'm still kind of wonky on this, this part. Yeah. It, f it felt a little bit off and weird, but yeah. Um, anyway, this is a tangent again. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, I think the only actual thing um, that's missing here or that's uh, left is the actual ending that happens after uh, they defeat Sephiroth and after the Edge of Creation, right? I think we have... Oh no, something I just no, uh, remembered something about Sephiroth. Remember the feathers? Yes. I'm not... I don't think I have unlocked this mystery quite yet, but I'm pretty sure whenever a feather appears um... Sephiroth's will kind of enters this uh, this realm again, or has, or imposes influence in some way. Okay. Because in the in the uh, in the, the reactor, instead of someone telling Cloud, "Watch out! This is this isn't just a reactor," only the um, the feather uh, f falls down and dissipates uh, into the grate, which is probably Sephiroth's first. Um, trying to connect, but in, instead of letting his original uh, vision or flashback play out, it kind of overrides it. Why, I don't know, but this, this is the first time. And then uh, sometimes when Sephiroth leaves, there is a feather. Or 
Uh, also, when they uh, step into the elevator once in Shinra HQ, the feather also uh, falls down just before the door closes. I'm not quite sure what happens after, but I still remember this one. And there are also f uh, many, several feathers uh, flying or falling down when uh, Whisper Sephiroth appears right at the end of the highway. And because this, this is a much stronger interference of Sephiroth in the timeline. And at the very end, after Clouds and the others come back from the Singularity and the Edge of Creation, Cloud still has uh, Sephiroth's feather in his hand, which then uh, disappears or dissipates when he's uh, closing his fist. Which kind of tells me that he, or that Sephiroth, like the, the Advent Children version of Sephiroth, leaves this timeline again because now fate is gone. His main um, work is done. He has brought Cloud on, his, on the path, hopefully. She, he might, this version of Sephiroth might appear again later. Like in later games, it might happen, maybe not. It all depends on how he plans to um, maintain everything that's, that will happen to make his plan work. But yeah, it's, it's just a, a thought I had that the first feather we see is the first interference of uh, Sephiroth's will in this timeline. And at the end, when the feather dissipates, because uh, we don't really see a feather actually dissipate like this. It's just, at the, it, in, it, the first time it kind of does, because it's, uh, Sephiroth couldn't really connect uh, yet, because the mm -hmm. actual connection happens later in Sector 8. But in the reactor he couldn't really connect yet, because Cloud didn't really uh, remember Sephiroth or remember Nibelheim. But in Sector 8 he remembered Nibelheim, and therefore... The connection to Sephiroth got stronger, hence he was able to swoop in or connect to Cloud and mess with him. That's my interpretation. And in the end, the, the feather disappears for good. So this, it could be that uh, Adventure of Sephiroth is actually now has left the timeline. But we'll see in the next game. It's hard to say. Yeah, exactly, because he's came to his ultimate self. Like, he's done not like he doesn't need to be that anymore. Like you said, like no yeah. Genova. Yeah, exactly. I guess that Fate hasn't is... happened yet. I guess we don't know if that has happened yet. Like the Sephiroth that takes Cloud to the edge of creation or the edge of the world. I mean, of the universe or wherever yeah. he is. This could be the way, way future Sephiroth, like the yeah, ultimate exactly. future Sephiroth, which yeah. he also who already kind of um, overcame overcomes fate, but didn't manage to like prevent the end of the world and the live stream, which is also uh, which is why he needs uh, Cloud for that to survive the end of the world, kind of could be. So yeah. Anyway, we we talked about this. Yeah. Before. So do you think that? Um, <laughs> so you think that Sephiroth wanted you to? defeat the harbinger of fate and the arbiters of fate oh, and for all that, sure. so he could absorb it and that was his plot like his he could absorb it to then be defeated as the whisper version so that or at or at least make sure that uh, cloud and the others defeated pardon me they've defeated the whispers for good because when he appears cloud has more um 
incentive or a, a bigger incentive to to get rid of Sephiroth or get get rid of the entity that represents Sephiroth there. He had a few time he had a few opportunities to kill him, but he didn't. So he didn't really want to kill him, but he wanted yeah. to give them a really hard time, like push them to the limit, to yeah. incentivize them to kill him. Which I Cloud thought that did you in said the end. that at the end, yeah. though, he absorbs yeah. all of the whispers and can control them. He does, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so this his also... ultimate goal was to destroy fate. fate. Yeah, so he could exactly. just absorb it and control destiny himself. Yeah, well, even to, even for 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 clouds and the others to destroy the destiny, he he controls there. Well, it's it's hard to say. It it seems like. The whispers, like the essence of the whispers, is exploded. Is gone, as we see in the ending, which uh, with with all this this golden yellow uh, mm-hmm. glitter particle effect, that this is actually gone. And now, when there's no fate steering anything, Sephiroth can do whatever. Like okay. he's not bound by fate anymore, and his fate was to be consumed by Genoa, be defeated by by Cloud. Right. That's about it. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that so is everybody else's fate, so... Yeah, sure. <laughs> Too bad, Sephiroth. Yeah. The thing is now, what what I predict is... Uh, at the edge of creation, we already had this last Sephiroth fight. We had a... Like a... Um, a normal fight against Sephiroth in... Uh, like, gameplay-wise, with his wing, like the Advent Children mm-hmm. version, with the meteor looming uh, over over our heads, where it counts down from seven, which also ties into the seven seconds thing. <laughs> um, and then he, he drags Cloud out of his body through this wormhole effect to the end, where the Omni-Slash thing happens. However, because at that point, Sephiroth is kind of all-knowing and knows exactly what Cloud will do and can block all of his uh, Omni-Slash attacks. And I kind of think that this, this scene we saw in the original, uh, uh, Cloud using Omnislash against Sephiroth, might not... It, it, it might still happen, but it will be kind of a repetition, which um, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. But I'm pretty sure they showed us this now, because the end of this Final Fantasy VII Remake project will probably end completely differently, with... Not mm-hmm. just uh, Cloud getting rid of the control Sephiroth has in his head, but like utterly and completely. Either this, or it turns out completely different, like something we can't even fathom. I hope something like this happens. But it could be that they, in the end, like destroy Genova, essence of Genova, Sephiroth will, everything like this that's completely gone and the, the, the planet is then free of any scourge that plagues him right now, or plagues it right now. This could be where they're going, and then the whole ending sequence, the the, the final bosses will be different. Maybe they still, uh, he will still appear as like this Bizarro Sephiroth and the Safer Sephiroth, or uh, mm-hmm. kind of versions of that. But I, the whole ending could turn out completely differently. Like just the ending, everything before is plus minus the same. With uh, all of a few deviations and curveballs and stuff, but the ending could be completely different. This, it also makes sense because the theme of this is 
is not just in name remake, it's really a remake, a remake of the, uh, the timeline, a remake of the, the story. Mm -hmm. And if Destiny, remake Destiny, if it ends at the same note and like practically the same, it would be, wouldn't really be a, a resolution to anything. So the, the ending has to be different or else everything they established so far wouldn't really make sense in my opinion. Like the actual ending. Everything before can still uh, be sort of the same and lead to almost the same end. But the ending itself needs to be different because otherwise there's no resolution or no mm -hmm. actual end or payoff for yeah. everything that's been before in this remake uh, project. So yeah, that's, this is probably why they, uh, they showed us this now. Because this won't happen then. And they didn't want to deprive us of this epic uh, scene in the end. However, mm -hmm. it's for those who are looking forward to Cloud pummeling Sephiroth with the Omni Slash and they're just utterly obliterating him, might not happen anymore, which is a shame. So maybe it happens then. Maybe it's, it's, it's still. Like Cloud's last stand until Sephiroth then is completely disappears completely. Maybe it's uh, at this point it's just pure speculation. As is also this seven seconds thing, although seven seconds might um, refer to the end of the world in terms of meteor. Like Cloud has at some point seven seconds time to avert like the end of the world. And mm -hmm. since Sephiroth was counting down from seven, while uh, Meteor was looming during the last phase of uh, of the battle, might refer to Meteor too. So that's where I'm currently standing. Okay. Any other thoughts or stuff you want to say or ask before we go into the ending itself, like the ending scenes? No, I thought we were on predictions now. Oh, okay. Well, the ending scenes also lead to predictions anyway, so <laughs> yeah, we are already there almost. We didn't talk uh, about Zach at all. Exactly. I want, I want to talk about Zach, and I want to yeah. talk about the Zach scenes, and mm -hmm. I guess, you know, the Whisper is being destroyed, and he's alive, and now there's an alternate timeline where mm. Zach actually survives at the end, and so does Cloud, so... Mm. And where they could take the story into the next parts, I guess. And I read some things online that do make sense, some other things that don't, in my mind, really make any sense at all. <laughs> um, so did you want to talk about that and then talk about sure. our predictions? Sure. Um, the thing is, uh, before they enter the portal, before they enter the singularity, they have this um, this premonition of... Well, not, not really a premonition, but it's more like a, a memory of yes. uh, the live stream, the, the, um, the whispers there, exactly. they're shown. It's like the crisis core scene one for one. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the interesting thing is we already see the, the whispers swirling around Midgar as they are now. But this takes place a few days earlier. But Zack doesn't see them. Otherwise, she, he would uh, react to that uh, he, because his script is... Exact, exactly the same as uh, in Crisis Core. Now, oh, 
now I, I know what I forgot before. I forgot to talk about something. I, I need to interject this uh, really quick. Um, Cloud's visions of the future. Because Cloud has memories, like the stuff she, he remembers, memories that his mind actively suppresses, like when uh, Aerith says Zack's name, he's, he doesn't hear it, his mind suppresses it. When uh, they meet those two uh, Shinrock runs and he remembers Cloud and then he suppresses the memories again because it would just, otherwise his um, persona would cram crumble. And then there's the, the Sephiroth illusions we've talked before. And then, we, then there are the uh, visions of the future. He sees the reunion. He sees Aerith dying. He sees uh, a chunk of plate falling down in chapter 3. He sees um, the burial of Aerith, like him carrying Aerith into the lake. Um, and also he feels sadness when he's, uh, he sees at the start of uh, chapter 9 uh, Aerith walk away. Like the same she uh, she does in uh, in the dream he has in the original game in Gongaka before they chase after Aerith to the Forgotten Capital. You know this scene in the Sleeping Forest where she uh, pops her head out uh, out of a tree or behind a tree, talks with him and then uh, runs away. Here, she also pops her head from out behind of the debris at first when she me when uh, she meets Cloud or uh, cuts off Cloud. And they talk, and then she walks away from him again. And then she, then he has this uh, maybe the feeling he had then in this dream. So those are things from the future that uh, he shouldn't be able to see. And why does he see that? My prediction, or my uh, how I understand it, Aerith instills knowledge into Marlene. Aerith instills knowledge into uh, Red Thirteen. That's why uh, Red then um, is uh, ex uh, immediately friendly against, uh, towards them and also knows about the Whispers because Aerith kind of told him by uh, giving him those memories. And I think she did the same by accident when they first met and she, uh, she grabbed his hand when she was uh, frightened of those uh, Whispers. Mm -hmm. that's, that's probably why he has knowledge of the future too but it's incomplete it's not really it wasn't by it was by accident not um purposefully which is why it's just there and not accessible by cloud but when he has a strong reaction emotional reaction to something that he did have an emotional attachment to in the original he sees it but only glimpses which is uh, very very interesting and i'm also not sure if if those remaining or remnants of memories still remain after the game now, like going forward, if he still will have visions of the future, if they will talk about this, if they are gone, gone now because it's a completely different timeline, has no connections anymore to the original timeline, no idea. It's uh, something we need to see. But I, I really wanted to bring this up because this is also an, an important part, especially in terms of cloud. But now back to Zack. <laughs> yeah. I'm just holding on here because I, oh, sure. I got things brewing. <laughs> All for uh, predictions. Yeah. Okay, sure. I hope you don't forget. 
I try to uh, to be brief here because uh, the Zack thing, this is the only thing of the remake I kind of don't like because it opens another can of worms that this, this it just adds mm-hmm. another layer of So remember when they're they're fighting against the arbiters of fate and stuff yep. and they're getting the memories like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. future and everything inside of their minds like exactly. it's going inside don't they show um they show something they show does it is it advent children they show the end of advent children or the beginning of advent children uh, or something they show um or the end of the 500, original game yeah they show 500 years in the future with uh, red 13 but it's advent yes. children footage they yeah. show Meteor, which is Advent Children footage from the part yeah. which uh, is told by Marlene. Oh, this is also interesting. Why does Marlene tell the story of uh, of, of the original uh, game? This also k- kind of ties into her having more connections to the planet than um, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of let on because mm-hmm. I don't think they told her everything she probably has like kind of uh, seen uh, things too maybe just to uh, give some food for thought about Marlene anyway yeah this we also see a cloud against Sephiroth which actually symbolizes their 1v1 in the original game at the end but it's their uh, like it's it's the rich it's the crisis core buster sword which is weird. Mm-hmm. Kind of strange there. Uh, wasn't there... So- oh, right. They also see Aerith dying, like the, um, the whole yeah. material falling down. And I think the last one is Cloud bearing Aerith. I think it's there. I'm a, I don't quite remember when we see that. It might be one of Cloud's visions, or it's uh, during... or the last one during the Arbinger fight. Yeah, so I remember reading something a while ago about the ending of the original game and how it was like they it was kind of left up for interpretation, mm-hmm. but people thought it was like bad ending where basically everything's destroyed, but humans also cease to exist, and then like Mother mm-hmm. Nature and the live stream, like the the planet can kind of go back to just being itself without yeah. human influence this, because this it's could like be... Midgar is all rusty and grown over with like. Mm. The nature is kind of retreated into Midgar, and everybody's dead. Yeah. Exactly. It it could be because they they don't show they memories of other children. That like that's actually the ending of the game. Like they never actually said that. That's oh, it's like oh well maybe, but it shows like Red thirteen, and he's got children, and mm. there's no Midgar's humans. overgrown. Yeah, Midgar's well, destroyed, but it doesn't show. We don't know if there's actually no. humans that live in other towns outside of Midgar. Yeah, so of course, it's kind and of like do they hear... didn't really want to say. Yeah, we we do hear children laughing at the very end before the scene ends. So oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah, it was meant to be vague so that that we can make up our yeah, own. Yeah, could be uh, children in the live anchor. stream though. Yeah, sure, of course, could be both. And but then c- uh, comes Advent Children, which uh, throws yeah. everything into the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. so yeah, moving on. So we are talking about Zach a little bit yeah, here. So, we <laughs> what are your thoughts on Zach? Yeah, the the interesting thing is. Um, I think we see. Hang on. When when do we see the stamp 
uh, cracker uh, package. I think we, we see it after the fight, or do we see it before? I, I, I sometimes get uh, stuff confused. I forget. I, I, need to, I, forget I, I need to check again, but um, I think it's afterwards. I think it's the scene right after the Edge of Creation. Yeah, I think I think this this is right after the edge of creation with the with the second, then uh, Biggs and the other ones. Um, like afterwards, after the fate is defeated, we see a different stamp, like a different uh, breed of dog of stamp on this uh, package, this uh, uh, cracker package, and he also ha wears a different hat. It's not like a military hat, a hard hat. It's more like a, a baseball cap, a green one with the stars. So the cap is different, and the breed is different. But it's still, the, the rest, rest of the package is still exactly the same. It still says original in the top left. It still says stamps champs or champs, stamps champs. The rest is exactly the same, just the dog is different. And what's also interesting, that I think someone on Reddit pointed this out, when... Uh, the whispers disappear and this uh, this golden shower disappears. When you freeze frame and zoom in, you see that the reactors on the Midgar have a completely different design, like a, a rectangular design, not yeah. this round design. And yeah. maybe a few uh, other details might be a little bit different too, but the reactors are the main takeaway, which also don't have numbers on them. But when we see our characters in the in the ending in the ending cinematic and midcore in the back it still has the same reactors we always saw like the, the round ones with the numbers and the the logo logo it's all the same it you could say well it's uh, just a midcore model in the far end uh, it's it's far behind because this is still a or no i think it's not pre-rendered the sex scene even the second one is still not pre-rendered because the, there was the scene with Biggs and with uh, Marl in Sector 7 are still uh, in-game scenes. And it could be that this model is just a very low-res. However, there is also low-res models or low-res even 2D representations of uh, Midgar in, in Crisis Core, like in the back. And we still mm -hmm. see the darker round ones with the, the numbers. So I'm pretty sure this is deliberate. We have a different Midgar, a Midgar reactor design. We have a different stamp design. Mm -hmm. I thought that I noticed that as well because I just rewatched the ending on YouTube and I was I like, see, yeah. Midgar looks different. Yeah, like it I does, didn't notice yeah. that. And then you mm -hmm. just brought that up. So I think it's just their way of saying that, okay, yeah. like the timeline has changed mm -hmm. now. Yeah, it could be like there are a, a few different interpretations. One is that this is a timeline that has been always different. Like, in general, yes. the same, but always different. Like it, it had yes. a different stamp design, different midcore design, but the rest is still there. This timeline already existed, but mm -hmm. now Zack lives because the, Zack wasn't meant to live there. But since exactly. the, these whispers are now gone, he can't. They they don't they don't have the ability to have him die again. So this is, in my view, it's a different timeline, which now is also goes into a different direction the thing is which uh, this is this is headache material but let's say as we've talked before there are so many different timelines like with just uh, different deviations 
different scenes, uh, different gold saucer dates, different whatever. Or in this case, different stamp design, different Midgard design. And now since the whispers are gone, they can't interfere anywhere anymore. This means that at each point they need to interfere, a new branch of timeline is created uh, because uh, they weren't able to prevent this. Mm -hmm. So let's say the plate doesn't, f doesn't fall, um, cloud doesn't meet Aerith or something like that. Uh, what else? Um, they, they died uh, while uh, during the escape when uh, mm -hmm. the, the ceiling crumbled or everyone but Cloud died in, in the fire and explosion uh, also on the, on the Midgar highway chase. Because if you remember when uh, uh, Cloud cut down the chopper, it exploded just in front of the other ones and the Whispers had to shield them from the explosion and the fire. Mm -hmm. So everyone... Each time they interfered, a new timeline will be created. However, and this is, this is a paradox problem, mm -hmm. if they now don't exist anymore, Sephiroth wouldn't have the means and the reason to go back in time to fix things because fate isn't there anymore to defeat. Unless you say, okay, this is just in a, in a different timeline. Like, he, he went back there anyway to do this. Like, in, in, the, in the timelines where the Whispers interfered, still, they still did this, and the timeline will continue, but there's a, a new one where they, uh, it, as I said, headache material. It's, it, it's without like drawing this on a, on a whiteboard or something and really thinking about it, it's, it might just end up in a paradox. Mm -hmm. And others have proposed that it might just be a re, uh, like rewriting history, like completely re overwriting the timeline. Like Zack is now alive and everything that now happens is, I don't know, different, but it's still, this doesn't really make sense because this doesn't account for the different stamp design and Midgard design, which have, has happened decades before. Like Midgar is at least 30 years old. So at least 30 years in the past, they had to have different plans for the reactor build and Stamp might be even older, who knows? I don't think there's any lore about where and when Stamp got created. So this is also very old. There must be something. There has to yeah. be something maybe that explains I'm yeah. not sure. Maybe it was just their way to show like symbolism to show that it was a different, like things are different yeah. now. I'm pretty sure most of it is just to show, okay, there's a different timeline because uh, yes, Stamp's design is different. Yes, it's a different timeline because Stamp's timeline. design's different. Yeah. And the whispers appear everywhere at the same time, at least in this, yeah. in this part. Because Midgar is now like the center of the problem they need to fix. And all the whispers from all the time, it's like the complete force of the whispers are now focused on Midgar. You see in, in the first sex scene where nothing has changed yet, you see a, yes, exactly. three, three or four whispers floating around, mm -hmm. but then they leave. Yeah. They leave for Midgar because they need it there. And they're not there anymore to make sure that Zack dies. Because they need to, mm. to be there. I'm pretty sure there's a limited amount of force the planet can spare 
for the whispers for this mm-hmm. that the arbiters of fate because uh, life stream is not limitless there are also souls that need to be reincarnated there's uh the the weapons that need to be there they're sleeping in right now but still it's the planet can't just like use up all the essence it has to fend off everything it's i think it's also limited that's why it also ties into the notion of the whispers like the the the, the uh, real arbiter fate the the harbinger is um also a weapon like an entity a limited entity it, it's not just limitless could be interpreted in that way but yeah i'm pretty sure it's mostly for fan service and also to explain or give hints to what's happening i'm not sure if we can like solve everything right now mm-hmm. because we don't know where it leads it yeah. could be everything it could be that uh, second cloud are still walking there they're still not at the very end of this cliff because in the original it's at the very end of this cliff where yeah. Zack got shot yeah so maybe there's could... still like a soldier yeah. alive and then or, shoots or, or in just the back. come in <laughs> yeah or, or or they just come in later because they they yes. heard oh nobody's responding all all of that we need to go there exactly uh, people had uh um theory that maybe song was on his way there because we only see reno and rude on the chopper with um flying in rufus you don't see song there and i'm pretty sure he's not just waiting in his, his in his office for the, the return for the others maybe he got uh like pulled off to take care of this also makes sense because he had uh, ties to Zack too. He was, uh, I think, in charge of missions where Zack was his uh, bodyguard and his muscle. Dude. It, it could, could be, be anything. anything. Yeah, that's true. It's just one thing that might yeah. be. Able, yeah, might be. Yeah, we don't know any. Like, the thing is, is that okay? They showed us uh, like the Zack timeline. Like, but the thing is, is like every single time you come to a decision. There's an alternate reality, I think, that yeah. exists based on the decision that you make. So if you make mm. this decision, exactly. that reality is the reality that you forged for yourself, kind of, mm. because of the decisions you made. But there's always the alternate reality that if you chose the other, if you made the other mm-hmm. decision or chose something different, then that reality also exists at the same time. But things are different because of the decision that you made. Exactly. And it's still you but it's from an alternate reality Mm. based on, and that's like comes back to everything that we know about, I don't know, string theory, I guess, or something like that. (laughs) And like uh, time travel and universe and multiple multiverse theory and Mm. everything like, so it could be that it's not that like things are changed. It could be that, it's just it's an alternate reality based on the decisions that were made up until that point in the story mm-hmm. when Zach was fighting those those soldiers and then like we just we just don't know. Uh but but the thing is if they they showed this and established something, so they need to go somewhere with this. This has to have meaning, not just oh cool fan service, oh okay, whispers are in all timeline, oh there are different timelines. If this is just to show this and the sack thing doesn't go anywhere. I kind of would be disappointed. But on the other hand, I also kind of want this just to be uh, its own segregated thing and not come up anywhere because 
it would make so much more so so much things so much more different or uh, complicated in uh, future games because they they already had have to tackle all everything that's been there all the new stuff they want to add the ex expansions and then also include like let's say a separate timeline that runs parallel and we have uh, laguna sections as uh, maximilian dude said i think he said this i'm not quite sure i've, I've, I've listened to so many things um laguna sections which we see like cloud uh, sex survived so he's the mercenary and not cloud maybe cloud joins maybe cloud is just uh, recovering and they have to maybe shove him somewhere and he's in the um the leaf house recovering where uh, everyone else is um doing their thing like in in instead of cloud it's just sack and everything plays out mostly the same they also experience everything's death and all the other fixed points in time maybe but this is all uh, if you've watched the easy allies podcast this is not nothing new for you <laughs> no so um all those those th those things are possible maybe even uh overlap of those uh, realities or different universes whatever uh killing sephiroth fr from uh, in all the timelines combined everything is possible not sure if i like those things but it could work but for now it's probably better for all our sanity to not theorize too much because there's just there are too many unknown variables yeah i don't know how that i don't know how that makes sense though yeah to okay so zach's alive and then you just because somebody suggested or somebody had said proposed that oh well you know it'll be like zach gameplay because he's alive yeah. now and you're i don't know like i don't think so i don't yeah same <laughs> i think that that was just them showing that the timelines are changed now so mm, there is a yeah. timeline where zach actually survives but the timeline that we're going to be playing through is not that timeline like i think that we're going to no, definitely play definitely through not. the no. timeline of the original and like, like how yeah, we are remade. continuing on yeah. throughout the story exactly like at the end when they've destroyed all that they're still alive and they're back in their original timeline where they're supposed to be yeah like the ones they've been before like the remake timeline not the original yeah the remake timeline the remake timeline I mean. yeah 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 but they're just showing oh look like there's more yeah there's other timelines that are now yeah. possible because in because zach does end up surviving at during yeah. one of them but yeah. i don't know if we're gonna end up playing through like part two as zach and then we're like you know cloud is like you said he's like repairing like he's recuperating or whatever mm. and i don't know if we're gonna i don't think we're gonna get that unless it's a dlc pack like uh yeah yeah just uh yeah. showing highlights of maybe highlights of a bombing run the second mm -hmm. bombing run uh somewhere yeah. Uh, Shinra HQ, then later, I don't know, but still it will be, might feel weird, or maybe it's, it, it could work if they, like, sprinkle in such scenes during part two, like, not, not really playable, maybe playable, but doesn't have to be, just, uh, like, that we see how it could be, it could play out, but if they do that, they need to go somewhere with this, mm -hmm. then they, most likely have to have uh, Zack also fight 
Sephiroth in the end, which is probably um, like one being in all the timelines, like the whispers are. Yeah, I don't think the like I don't think but Zach I don't is know. in. Like after all that happened and it showed Zach alive at the end mm-hmm. and all that stuff, like I don't think Zach is alive in the remake timeline now. Oh no, 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 and no, and no, no. fate is like history is changed because then those the characters wouldn't be who they are. Yeah, exactly. They would no, be it's, completely it's different, and Zach yeah. would not. I mean, Cloud would not be the main character. Yeah, Cloud would this... be a no one. Cloud would be a no one. Mm-hmm. He would be a weakling and not anything. It would be Zach. He would be playing a Zach. Mm. that's why it would be then a, a second timeline that we just have glimpses of that might be a separate game completely yeah. that's just not or even that. have anything to do with part two but i don't think that zach is alive in this timeline oh no because he's th- dead that, like you said the whole <laughs> paradox thing happens where the yeah. characters aren't who they are because those original things didn't end up happening where mm. zach does die and then Aerith exactly. has her heartbroken and then that conversation doesn't happen mm. in the in the playground and all this stuff like it's yeah. just insane honestly we could wrap rack our brains all day long trying to figure <laughs> it out we'll never figure it out which no. i love mm-hmm. yeah. but i just don't think that we're gonna i don't think that that's gonna be the story in the second part so no. just talking about our predictions for the story maybe it's gonna be similar to the original i'm pretty sure yeah maybe there are like I'm, I'm not sure. I, 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 I honestly don't even know what to say because they did show Biggs alive, mm-hmm. and yeah, they was did about to show Jesse's yeah. glove, and mm-hmm. you know, I know that they showed Zach alive during in that timeline. So like, who yeah, knows it's... what can happen because they showed those, they showed that, and that's a change. So who knows honestly? But somebody suggested online that maybe you it's beat by beat like retelling of the original with changes like this game but then you notice that people actually already know who you are because maybe you their future selves are there already or something like that like they've already they look familiar to the people in the world because the current but then timelines would overlap. Exactly. Some sort. Exactly. Yeah. Like their current selves, like there's themselves in the timeline in the original, original are still there. But then also their future, like this, the remake, them, the party of the remake are also there as well. So like, I don't know if all the timelines are fused together or something like who knows. Anyway, I was like. Well, it kind of yeah. sounds interesting, like you kind of as a as a plot device, like when you're going to all the different towns and people, it's kind of like everybody's memories are kind of hazy, but they recognize you, but you've never been there before. That would be interesting. But then, like you said, it's just how would you explain like all of that? Yeah. Right? Like it just doesn't completely make entirely a lot of sense. But the only thing I could see an overlap or uh, like a, f- a fusion of the timelines is at the very end, like the when mm-hmm. we actually fight for everything, the whole mm-hmm. culmination of, of the remake project. That's the only thing I ca- could see. The Sephiroth at that point in, t- in time is like omnipresent, which is also why it could be that, that our parties or even Zack or whoever from other timelines could be uh, fighting Sephiroth too. Like not in our timeline, but like from a different yeah different point exactly that's, that's true be. that's 
that's the only thing I can see where an overlap could happen. What is also very interesting and not quite sure is uh, we see Biggs alive, we mm -hmm. see uh, Marl and the others uh, rebuilding mm -hmm. Sector 7. Yeah. Is that in our remake timeline? Yes, exactly. Is that in the same timeline as Zack? And yeah. if so, why? If are those are each and every one, every one of those different timelines? Because what's very interesting is in the in the shot or in the scene with uh, Marl where they um, rebuild Sector Seven. The thing is, um, first there is I think a little bit less destruction there. You also don't see uh, like a fallen plate all around the place, and you see above them is the the, uh, the collapsed sector six plate and the intact sector seven plate in distance, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is interesting. Which also because it's it's uh, in game, it's not pre-rendered. It is might be a mistake. Like that's what uh, I was just about to say. Yeah. <laughs> either either it's meant to it's be that, that 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 the sector seven plate. Is is does not fall or has not fallen? It's just uh, because of the of the battles and the choppers that that uh, crash down. They need to uh, rebuild a little bit, which could make sense. But then still, the skybox is still wrong because mm -hmm. they're underneath sector six, which would mean that they uh, carried all those uh, debris stuff in sector six and rebuilt. And you could say, okay, yeah, the plate fell, and this is why they. They tried to salvage a few things they loved as the, the seventh heaven sign, the broken sign, um, carried this over to Sector 6, where they are now, like uh, through um, the tunnels and through the, uh, the playground and stuff, and rebuilt a new home there because Sector 7 is destroyed. But then why is the plate still intact? So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a combination of stuff that's that's correct and stuff that's wrong like this the skybox is wrong something has to be wrong otherwise it doesn't really make sense this is also why i think let's say the plate hasn't fallen it's different timeline like this is a one timeline one timeline where bix is injured is the plate has fallen but he made it out or someone uh could save him but not jesse because only the glove and the, the bandana were uh, they were only able to salvage that, not Jesse herself, unfortunately. Biggs, we have no idea. <laughs> uh, sorry, not Biggs, a uh, wedge. No idea what's with wedge, which is why I'm pretty sure we meet him again. Otherwise, it would be a really weird ending for, uh, for wedge. Like, if we don't see him again, it would be so weird and dissatisfying. And yeah, I'm kind of leaning in, in, into the direction that each scene we see, like the sex scene, the big scene, the moral scene, all different timelines and not our timeline right now. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, it would feel weird that only the sex version of this or the sex scene is a different timeline, the others are not. With, still with the changes, it mm, feels a bit wonky. But yeah, this, if those are different timelines, we won't see them. Unless the timelines in the end converge and then we see everyone again, like everyone's alive again because all the timelines are, are, are combined and then everyone has to live because they live in at least one of the timelines, blah, blah. Uh, 
I uh, kind of get a bad feeling about this. <laughs> because I don't like endings where just everyone lives. We have Kingdom Hearts for that. Everyone lives there, kind of. <laughs> Would also go counter uh, some of FF7's themes about loss and accepting loss and growing from this loss and surviving and uh, dealing with things. If everyone survives in the end anyway, if it's uh, just because they survived, because of of weebly wobbly timely why me, because of converging timelines, because of this, it just doesn't sit well with me. So I hope this won't be the case. But still, then why introduce all those different timelines if you're not going to do anything with them? So it's uh, yeah, we're 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 going in circles right now. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, it's weird. That's crazy. It's, it's really weird. So for Actual predictions, it's extremely hard besides saying, well, the main beats will be intact, but everything everything in between or like during those beats, as long as they don't change the main storyline, anything could change. Anything, frankly. Um, what's interesting is I've, I've heard people uh, talk about um, the inclusion of Yuffie early on, like if they decide we have to start on uh, uh, start by scratch or start from scratch in terms of gameplay, like we lose all the material, we lose all levels, whatever, or at, maybe at least the material and the inventory. Like in Calm, we get dropped by Yuffie, everything is gone, and by the time we see her, she has sold everything already. So, or maybe a few things, and we get those back. And this is this might be one possibility to reset the inventory. Le- a level reset is not really a problem because this is just like uh, relative to the power level we have in part two. It's still like level one in part two is still the same as level fifty at the end of part one, just mm-hmm. on a different scale. I can live with th- with that. But this is this is just numbers anyway, but. Abilities need to be there. We need to still have the same um, limit breaks because why would we forget those? Oh, well, singularity stuff, they forget everything. We need to start from scratch. Well, yes, but nah, nah, I don't buy that. The thing is, we don't really have that much or that many limit breaks and abilities anyway. So it could work that we have those from start and gain new ones. Like losing weapons, losing inventory, losing materia. Yeah, you could maybe somehow explain uh, that by being robbed or losing losing all those things by traveling into the singularity and then going back out again. I don't know. It's weird. I I really hope they they retain everything. Like especially since they're now not 100% sure if they should release big parts, like full games, or shorter bursts, like maybe until up to Junon, and then up until Nibelheim, and then up until the Temple of the Ancients, and then up until Meteor, I don't know. This one interview kind of alluded to that, that they are still not quite sure how to deliver it, and where to do the breaks. So... It could be that they indeed have planned for 
continuous inventory because we have there are so many material we don't have in the in this first game there's there's so many missing like we don't have any flare we don't have any ultima we don't have the contain material we don't have many blue material like the added cut or steel as well or all those things so many materials from the original are still missing we don't have a toad material um some other uh, I th uh, yep ah berserk i th I think Berserk is also not there, like the, the Mystify material. Um, we, we can't... Um, or can we? Can we use... Oh, we can use Sleep, um, Mute, or Silence and Berserk. Oh, true. This is the Subversion material, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I just never used it, that's because I forget. Yeah, I yeah, didn't either. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many, many uh, things missing. We only have two limit breaks. We don't have too many abilities so it might just be that we can carry over everything not the levels well even the levels because we're stopping at level 50 so next game stops at level 100 the other one level 150 or something i don't know i don't really care either because it's just numbers but carrying over the whole uh equipment the whole uh, inventory would make sense and then when everything, when all the parts are out, whether they are um, like building up uh, on this game now with DLC, which I think is a bad idea, or they just uh, deliver uh, two or three more full-fledged games. If we have all of them installed, we can just go from one to the other and kind of play through the whole thing in one go, with with one uh, progression curve. This would be the ideal solution, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. But other than that, I don't think I have too many um, predictions. Oh, one thing I have is uh, regarding Zephroth and when we see him on the boat to Costa del Sol. At that point, the Zephroth from the Northern Crater hasn't met anyone has has met cloud and friends yet so and genoa not really so if i i'll find it very interesting or i hope they they will do this that when they meet sephiroth on the boat sephiroth or genova roth as uh, many call him has no idea who cloud is and still says the same line who are you and then flies away and we have to uh, fight genova this would be in, doubly impactful because Cloud and Friends have fought against Sephiroth, had uh, like a visceral experience with with him directly, and then they they chase him, chase him, chase him. Finally, stand um, stand against or in, in front of Sephiroth again, and he just says, "Who are you?" And like, "What are you talking about? We defeated you back there." <laughs> This would be a really, really uh, impactful scene, in, in my opinion, I think. I hope they, they're, going, they're going for this. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know what I think anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I Have am I literally sitting yet? here trying to rack <laughs> my brains. Like, I'm honestly just sitting here trying to understand and, like, really, it's just... I have no clue. 
yeah. anymore. I think that it's just we're going to get a replay of the original events, but they're going to be changed mm-hmm. because of everything that happened with Fate yeah. being destroyed. Exactly. I'm not and sure because... how that's going to play out. Yeah, hard to say. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get any Zack gameplay. Mm, we don't might think get so Zack cutscenes from an alternate timeline that is helping somehow with what they're doing yeah, there. This, uh, I'm not sure. That's the only thing I could see. If they're going with this, uh, those parallel timelines and do something with it, I can only really realistically see um, like cutscenes. Like just a window into yeah. into other when, when we go to sleep. Exactly. Like, or something. And then uh, we see like, yeah, Laguna scenes. Party goes to sleep and we see something else. Laguna scenes, we did get to play those. So maybe because Zack has might have the exact same uh, like moveset or uh, fighting style as Cloud, it would work. And it's just Cloud and not the other ones. Or maybe the other ones too because we already have those fighting styles. So it's might be just... <sighs> Yeah, it it's it could be just short things or short scenes to see ah how did those th- scenes play out if Zack was alive. But then they really have to go f- uh, for something like in the end, in the the very end, in the last fight, they have to build up to something if they do that. But still, I think it's it might muddy the waters a little bit. So what I also could see if that that we have maybe. One or two more Zack uh, scenes, not really from the other timeline, but maybe in a, in a different fashion, so that we still get only teases of Zack because Zack doesn't get relevant until um, the Northern Crater, where uh, Sephiroth shows Cloud the, the real photograph with Zack on it. That's the first time we see him, or we even hear about or know about Zack in the original game. And of course, later in the live stream, they might. Uh, even expand on that. Um, yeah, that's that's also something I could see. So it's a play-by-play. Think about this. It's a play-by-play, like just recreation, not recreation, but you know what I'm talking about. How it's like the story beats and everything are there, but it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so part three, like meteor, all the same. Like it's just like all of that. And then, like, I'm seeing it as you have to defeat Sephiroth at the end, like, in the original. But this is level six shit. Are you ready for level six shit? Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) So, I was just saying that it's just, like, you're fighting Sephiroth. Like in the original, at the end of the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, but here it's the same, but Sephiroth needs Cloud. And then I think that, honestly, it's, I think that everything gets destroyed. But I think Cloud will absorb the energy of everything. Like the yeah. live stream, just everything, mm-hmm. and then destroys Zephyroth. The planet's dead. Everything's dead. 
and then Cloud essentially becomes a god instead of Sephiroth and creates life through the universe the way that he wants and will become what he's always wanted to become, basically. And move it to like a new planet kind of thing and start recreation like all over again. Kind of like Sephiroth, but it's actually Cloud and Sephiroth is Yeah, it's it's con- it's like the destroyed. good the good ending, yeah. Uh, have have you watched Final Fantasy Person's theory about no, God Cloud? I because he came to the same conclusion. Oh, cool! That's yes. I've just I just came to this in my head as we're just talking about <laughs> that's everything. That's interesting. And I'm like, yeah, that's hmm, cool. Here's another thing. Do you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. Just think about this for a second. Okay, so Cloud, let's say he absorbs the live stream, and and which you know, Aerith is dead. She's in the live stream, and so are all the the other characters mm-hmm. are dead, and he's just absorbed everything and sephiroth i think needs to have cloud and tries to um tries to bond with cloud i guess like absorb him and use Mm -hmm. him as a husk like you said like he wants to use him and like Mm. that right Mm. and basically it doesn't like happen the way that sephiroth wants it to happen basically and that's the point when this Omni Slash battle in his mind could play a role again. So that's Sephiroth uh, takes him as his vessel. Second, wait a second. Sorry. This okay, I let you. Shit here. Sorry. Ready, ready. Pardon me. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So that because it's like, isn't it? They battle. Where do they battle? Didn't he say it's like the beginning of creation? Edge, edge of creation. Yeah. So time and space doesn't exist. The world is not destroyed or alive, like nothing. It's probably nothingness. Mm. So Sephiroth has done all of this and then tries to absorb cloud and everything, and it doesn't work out the way that he that he that he mm. expects it to work out, basically. And fused together, they're like, uh, and they're all fused together and everything. All that power, like everything, like mm. And it's actually it's actually Genova, hmm. and that is what Genova is in the original timeline. It's when Cloud fails, and then that goes through time and space and hits the planet after it's created in the original timeline, and all the things happen, the terrible things. Hmm. hmm. Isn't that insane? That's an interesting take. Isn't that insane? Because if you look at Genova, it looks like Sephiroth's hair. But also mm -hmm. it could be like a woman. It has breasts, but it could be that that's like, it kind of looks like Aerith. Does she? She's an ancient, right? So I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. That's This is completely out there. But honestly, (laughs) imagine, imagine that that is what Genova is. It's actually Sephiroth from the future who tries to absorb Cloud and all the energy and everything, and it actually mutates him and turns him into this thing, and then it just goes through space, and actually the the world ends up being created, and then it smashes into it, but it ends up destroying everything basically and yeah hmm. <laughs> interesting yeah well that's this could this could be when cloud fails 
if he succeeds. Yes, exactly. He beats Sephiroth yes. and then is... Um, yes, because we don't... There's so much about Genova we don't know. All we know is it's a calamity from outer space and it's an extraterrestrial yeah. apparently and, you know, yeah. the ancients are like... It's to a, refer yeah, the, to it as it or he or depending on the version of the game, basically. And it's... Depending on the person, too, because it's uh, Genova appears as anyone in front of those to, to and, gain and, trust and sephiroth calls it mother mm-hmm. and i know that's because it's you know he's got the cells inside and everything but it actually just could be him and it's just it is him it's just it's it's when it fails at the end of the of the game at the third part and then that's what happens instead when you'd lose Anyway, I just saw. I, yeah. I was just like, "That's oh that's that's God. interesting." I, I need to ponder about that to make uh, sense of the, <laughs> the details, how it could be uh, possible. But it's it's like the concept is interesting that if you fail, <laughs> the actual uh, original timeline starts like this. This is how everything started because we failed in the future or something. Yeah, but because it's yeah. the edge of creation, right? Like, there's no mm. there's no timeline, like nothing. It's just that you're. Mm. Because then that's what Sephiroth wants because he wants to forge ahead into the future. And I mean, he wants to just create everything the way that he wants and be all powerful and be a god. But obviously he wants to be free of Genova. But Genova has always been, that's what he ends up turning into in the end because of the fact that he is He is made of of ourselves, yeah. Yeah, it's anyway. uh, it's it's a mess, but a funny mess. Level six, <laughs> definitely. But yeah. Anyway, that's what I was thinking about, basically. Yeah. God, God, um, Cloud, and that's what happens with the good ending, and you destroy him, and then he has the power to continue, but everybody else is dead. Like he just continues life, and that would come back to the fact that they don't want to reveal what remake means because it's actually just remaking everything. Remaking the world. Yeah. Everything. The world, t- like everything. Everything, because mm-hmm. he just ends up becoming God. And they do like that, because other Final Fantasy... Well, I mean, Final Fantasy thirteen was yeah, like that. Yeah, I was about end, to like, say that, yeah. Lightning becomes a God. Basically, she destroys God and becomes God, and all the her creates the souls, world anew, yeah. Yeah, she just creates... She basically, it's hinted creates at at Earth. the end, is she creates a new world. And she's yeah. there, though, in that world, right? She's yeah. kind of like an angel i guess like she's we think that that's what it is she travels through time and space she creates the world and there's no more you know like there's no more pain there's no more kind of like heaven essentially yeah just just a a new world but interesting enough which is why she she needs to harvest all of the souls because she's getting ready to that's in part three right because she's like trying to get all the souls because she's like Mm -hmm. i'm going i'm creating a new world we're you know and she wants those people to be able to come with her and Mm -hmm. experience that right yeah, exactly. so I'm thinking kind of like that at, at the end of this. It but. could be because uh, the fate stuff is also new, which it was also a big thing in Final Fantasy thirteen. Toriyama, who came up with uh, the Final Fantasy thirteen stuff and all the fa- or parts at least of the Fabula Nova Crystallis, is mm-hmm. here the uh, the scenario director. Mm-hmm. So he's more in charge of what happens story wise. Uh, I think no- Nojima drafts the first part of the script. He refines it. 
And then I think Nojima also refines it even more, or maybe they uh, the, the the dialogue changes again when they actually record the lines because they maybe sometimes notice oh this line doesn't really work like this, or we need to change a little bit different. And when it's and at, at the end, Nojima said he sometimes he doesn't really recognize the script anymore because it has has changed so much <laughs> that um, compared to his original draft. So Toriyama has influence, and he if if he wants to go this uh, similar route because Lightning was meant to be a female cloud, maybe they go this the same mm-hmm. the same route, which would be a shame because that's just retreading his uh, similar story ideas that have that were there before in a franchise that was not so well received comparatively mm-hmm. but yeah if it's well executed i'm on on board but let's just hope for the best so talk about the genova theory that i just came mm-hmm. up with uh y'all heard it here first just let <laughs> me know yep so the beginning of creation and all that happens and Genova then like crashes into the planet and it says that everything's like destroyed and the ancients are dead and everything. Like it's basically they in the scriptures it said, oh, well, there's a promised land and everything. The promised land ends up just being the new reality, I guess, like that that cloud creates, creates as yeah. God cloud, which is in the scriptures that they believe in. Mm. Hmm. Because I don't think that the promised land is an actual physical thing that Shinra oh, can no, just find not. to turn into Neo Midgar, Neo Midgar, right? It's just like their their version of heaven, which essentially could be the good ending when you actually do end up creating, like becoming God Cloud or something like that. And the bad ending is you just turn into Genova and destroy everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You failed. Um, you failed, right? Which ends up yeah. killing the Cetra. Everything happens in the main storyline. Everything's dying, and the same thing. Basically, history just repeats itself again. Basically, but yeah. Anyways, this could be uh, where seven seconds come into place. Yeah. If you succeed within those seven seconds, whatever, however, and if you fail, ugh. also I think. The ancients considered the live stream um, the promised land, like when they oh, return okay. back to the planet from the point of the ancients. But this kind of still ties into it because this god cloud theory entails that cloud is then the vessel for the whole live yes, stream that will save the planet, which yeah. still is the promised land. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I was thinking then. Yeah, that's that's a nice theory. <laughs> Anyway, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> That's pretty much all I wanted to say about that. But uh, yeah. yeah. Anything else that you want to add? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, because there's not too much else regarding predictions of the future. Mm-hmm. At least not right now. And I also see we're almost at three and a half hours again. So I'm yeah, pretty sure this is yeah. a good way to just mm-hmm. stop and not devolve into level seven bra- brain-breaking nonsense. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, boy. Level six, though. You heard it here first. Level six. Max, dude. You heard it here first. <laughs> level six theory. Cloud oh and Sephiroth fuse. And fail, and all that power from the live stream creates 
Genova. There you go. So mm. Genova is actually Sephiroth, Cloud, Aerith, all the souls of everything. You heard it here first, people. Corrupted. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess oh we'll uh, go ahead and stop the podcast right there. Thank you to everybody that's continued to, you know, listen and the people who are still with us after three and a half hours to the end of yeah. this episode. I'm just, I'm going to have an amazing time just editing this. Uh, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? It's an incredible game and we've waited so long for this game and you know just to be able to sit down with you Viz is incredible and talk to you about this and share our thoughts and opinions about everything with you know the world and our audience is is mm-hmm. awesome. Um we hope What's that you know you guys learn some things and also uh you know can start the process of theorizing and a lot of people I know like you know talking to people on our Discord server as well have already kind of come up with their own um understanding and interpretation of everything that happened in the remake and uh, i think that that's the incredible thing that this game does is that it it doesn't answer all the questions and it kind of asks more questions than it does answer and provide answers Mm -hmm. to the questions and you know the conversation about this game is definitely going to continue into the future and that's what i love so much about this game and that's why i found this game so intriguing when I played it so many years ago, because honestly, it was just mind blowing and mm-hmm. so ahead of its time. And uh, yeah, it's just been insane just being able to experience, you know, going back into the world again and experience the game and through the remake. And uh, we're just so happy that, you know, you guys are here and, and listening to the podcast with us and supporting us. All right, so if you guys have any questions or ideas for topics that we might uh, cover in our up-and-coming episodes, you can actually email us at thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. It's thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a Discord server, and it is the best way to kind of communicate with Viz and I, and uh, you know, we can talk about any theories or anything that you guys want to talk about there <laughs> on the podcast Discord. And also, it's an awesome community because... We do have a lot of people um, that are there as well that enjoy the game as much as we do that you can communicate with if you know you guys are kind of feeling disconnected right now. The link to join our Discord server is actually in the description of every episode that we post everywhere. So if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, it's at reunion underscore podcast. We do have a Facebook page as well. It's at reunion podcast. We do post all of our episodes to our YouTube channel, which is the reunion podcast we do have an instagram account it's at the reunion podcast and viz did you want to drop your social media for people to be able to check you out and also check out the cosmo canyon observatory sure so it's uh cosmo canyon observatory on youtube cc underscore observatory on twitter and the link to our discord server should also be in the description here somewhere and I really thank you so much for indulging in another three and a half hours of our ramblings. I hope you liked it. I know I liked it. It was so much fun to oh, talk about it. all of this. Mm-hmm. And now I just need to bring all of this in a, in a concise and understandable format for my <laughs> upcoming videos, which will drop soon, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. And now you just need to go to bed. <laughs> yep, definitely. No, it's 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 past eleven p.m. now. It's uh, take a shower, go to bed, sleep. <laughs> Especially talking about all this stuff, it's so yeah. it's so insane. Like 
it is just mind-blowing right and it's just so exhausting because you're just like trying to wrap your head Mm -hmm. around everything and yeah it's just insane it is so if you guys want the best way to uh, support us here on the podcast is to like and subscribe and just spread the word about the podcast if you feel so inclined um i just want to say thank you so much biz for joining me again today and for you know joining me in all the uh previous episodes as well it's been awesome having you here and talking to you about uh, you know this incredible game and we are planning on continuing uh, the podcast into the future we do have some great ideas for some up-and-coming episodes as well and i think we're just gonna both take a much needed break and Mm -hmm. we'll be back um super soon and uh just thank you just want to say thank you so much guys for all your support yeah thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart (laughs) all right guys this is kai and i'm signing off take care stay safe (laughs) bye guys Uh